this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Everyone is talking about the government shutdown, but they have it all wrong. The issue is immigration, but not Mexicans. The Republicans want to deport Sid. The Democrats also want to deport Sid, but they also want to drop him in the middle of the ocean. Hopefully both parties can come to a happy compromise. Bye Sid. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. So long, Sydney. No. So long, Sydney. Sydney, come back. I don't even know how to swim. Oh. You don't know how to swim? No. I don't know. Why would the... De- like, you have been the most staunch supporter of Democrats. Why would they want you to uh, be dropped in the ocean? I don't know. That's They'd, so wrong. Nobody, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I think Bland delivers fake news. Oh. That might be true. We need to check Bland's sources. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's me, Rob. That was so long, Sydney, <laughs> with departing Darren. That news just don't fucking match. <laughs> it don't fucking match. <laughs> it's the pernil guy. And Newsy Noah. Newsy Noah. News beat Noah. I, I liked it the first way. I like it the second way. Let's vote. Noah, which one did you prefer? I like Newsy Noah. Darren? The one that I chose. Uh, I, I, nothing else you know about Newsbeat has a nicer ring to it. I think. Okay, we Thank tied. you. We're an impasse, just like the government. Look yeah. at this. We should shut the show down. <laughs> the live cast has shut down. <laughs> God damn. It's the Metal Injection live cast. If you, you want to be. You can bring the vote. Yes. Lindsey Graham, if you're listening, give us a call. The live cast has shut down. We are waiting for your vote. Give us a call. 213 Wide Nut. That's 213 943. 3688 Breaking news Jim Florentine calling in In just a few minutes It's going to be an exciting time We're going to talk about Jim's new bug Bug He's got a bug (laughs) (laughs) He's got a book Everybody is awful except you We're going to talk about that We're going to talk about what's going on In the world of heavy metal and right now we're going to talk to area code 734. You're on the Metal Injection Livecast. I'm going to move for a phone call. Hi, Metal Injection Livecast. Uh, How this are is you? Kyle. I literally just called because I saw you were about to start the show, and I'm just calling to listen. All right, we'll put you back on call. Uh, hold, Kyle. And get back okay, to thanks. you in a bit. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> we also have a, a lot uh, well, not a lot. A good amount of, uh, of voicemails to get to. Oh, that's awesome. A few people calling in. And there's some movie news. What? I don't know if you guys heard, but the Motley Crue autobiography, The Dirt. Have you guys read that? No. I still haven't read oh, it. Oh, wait. Is it Motley Crue or is it Nikki Sixes? Well, he wrote it, right? No, all of them wrote it. Okay. The Well, Didn't... really none of them wrote yeah. it, but it's from all of their perspectives. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, Nikki Six also wrote The Heroin Diaries. That mm. was his own uh, biography, autobiography. But they wrote one, The Dirt, which is just all about the, the bitches they fucked. And it's been turned oh, into a movie. Jeez, man. I mean, that's what it's about. All about the who is. Is that what they why, mean by the Why are the, the women whores? They're whores just groupies. as well. They're all whores. So I don't mean that. I don't mean that derogatorily. <laughs> a whore, a whore isn't. A whore is a whore is a whore. A whore is a whore, yeah. Keep digging that hole, Rob. <laughs> mm. I, uh, what? Rob, Men just, could be whores. Just dance the horror right now. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, the movie's happening. The director of Jackass is doing it. It's coming out on Netflix. Jeff Tremaine? That Jeff guy? Tremaine, yeah. He does actual, like, scripted stuff? Or is this the, like, the first I think this time? is the first fully scripted one, because he did Bad Grandpa. Oh, okay. That yeah. was a sort of scripted. That was a fun little romp. <laughs> yeah, it, it was better than I thought wait, it was. Wait, actually, good. wait, no. Which one was the one with Robert De Niro? Is that what you're talking about, or the no. one with Johnny Knoxville? No, the one with Johnny was, Knoxville. Bad Grandpa is the one where uh, Johnny Knoxville dresses yeah. as an old man. That's what I was. So, what's the De Niro one called? Uh, that like Aubrey Plaza was in and Zac Efron. Uh, Wasn't that some Dirty Grandpa or something? Maybe Dirty Grandpa. Let's was it? Why do we have so many Grandpa movies? Because Robert De Niro needs to keep working. Huh. That's sad. <laughs> like, why <laughs> does he? I don't understand why he uh, doesn't stop. I think he likes... Dirty Grandpa is the movie. He likes it's acting. Passion, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't like working hard anymore, so he'll just do those like shitty half-ass movies. Yeah. But I mean, like, how many roles are there for grandpas? It's like when an More ex, than for grandmas. Uh, like an ex-major league player goes and plays on the softball team. Yeah. You know, yeah. In Central Park or whatever. Ex- just, except he's still making millions. Right. It's just a recreational acting yeah. for him. But that's I, I understand to a point what Rob is saying, like why like he's still Robert De Niro. Like he could take only really good roles and he'd still work constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do the Fockers? You Laziness. Know? Yeah, that's gotta be yeah. there's gotta be some element of that. Because I, I have to imagine that like taxi driver and raging bull, those those performances take a lot out of you. Yes. Clearly. And after a certain point you're just like that's it. I don't want to go through that anymore. Let me just yep. do like bad wordplay with fucking Ben Stiller for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Listen, it's, fucker. It's the same paycheck. <laughs> I've got enough awards. I'm good. Listen to me, gay lord fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about milking cats. But that movie that was so hard like? to watch. Yeah. Isn't that what they like? Don't they like that whole act, like the acting part of it? It's not their passion. Yeah, but I, I don't know. They, they, he probably still just, it's still acting. It's just a different kind of acting. Mm-hmm. It's a less demanding kind of acting. That whole, even the first movie, they went downhill from the first movie, but the first movie was hard to watch yeah, also. Yeah, I only ever saw the first one, and I didn't like it. It's like comedy torture porn. It's like he's just, the, you know how, you, you know, the template of that movie, that type of movie is the dad hates the, yeah. the son-in-law, whatever, and they get to know each other and they bond, but that movie like piles it, it's like an hour and 20 minutes of torturing Ben Stiller, yeah. and then like five minutes of redemption. Was there even redemption? Sort of. Like, he kind of, he's not 100% a hard ass anymore. Okay. But, like, he, they st- the movie ends and he still kind of hates him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine, because everybody in that movie is pretty hateable. <laughs> so, isn't, like, Owen Wilson in that as, like, the yeah. neighbor? He's, uh, he's the one that he wanted, him. Robert De Niro wanted his daughter yeah. to marry. Uh, I don't really hate Ben Stiller. He's, like, hit and miss. I me. like him when he's, like, a supporting actor. Oh, yeah. Not when he's like like in Dodgeball, I like him. Oh God, he's great in Royal Dodgeball. Tenenbaums. I like yeah. him, but when he's the star of the movie, I almost never like it. Dodgeball might be one of my favorite sports movies. Yeah, it's of a great all movie. Time. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Have you ever seen? I'm sorry. Do you ever see the alternate endings of Dodgeball? Yes, they, yes. My favorite one is they go to the last Dodgeball scene, and of course, I'm not don't think I'm spoiling anything. They win the final Dodgeball game, like the underdog game, whatever. In the alternate thing, there's like. There's something in the movie where they're they're about to lose and like the guy they lose but then there's like a, a something reverses the call the guy stepped over a line so they continue and they win in the movie they lose and it just ends in the credits roll and the alternate yeah. ending it's yeah. so funny they just lose and the game ends yeah <laughs> the end 
That's more realistic, at least. Yes, clearly. Speaking of realistic, so this Motley Crue movie, uh, they cast, so far they cast Nikki Six, and it's some unknown British actor. And for Tommy Lee, it's Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper. (laughs) What? Is that the one that Kevin Owens powerbombed on our WWE? Yes, yes. (laughs) Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, he's just like a young. Very big budget film. It's it's like like unknowns and people who are previously in other industries. It seems like not not a big deal. It's somewhat of a big deal for the role of Mick Mars yet. All you got to do is trim your facial hair a little bit. I think Paul Giamatti is going to play Mick Mars. What? How are you going to say I'm going to be Mick Mars when I'm fucking six foot five and Mick Mars is like three foot four? It's all about the angle they shoot you from. They're going to have Rob stand in a trench. Yeah. The whole movie. <laughs> who would play? Who would or play? Or they're going to put Neal? everyone on milk crates. Elizabeth like Banks, maybe. <laughs> that works. I'm good with that. Miss he Piggy. wishes Elizabeth. Banks. Yeah, I think yeah, she's right? probably a little too expensive. Well, they always have to, you know, uh, uh, make it nicer for Hollywood. I mean, this is like pre-traumatic facial reconstruction, Vince Neil, right? When so. he was pretty, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who. Um, who could it be? I mean, it can't be. It, it obviously it's, it's not going to be any actor that we recognize. So this is futile right now. Right? No, but like if we had the casting ability, and they would just say yes, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Chelsea, okay, Chelsea Handler. Uh, yeah. Oh, so the the uh, poor man's it Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's probably a little bit more available for that kind of work than Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Charity Banks. has that relationship with Netflix. Yeah. So and she's out. not an actress, so it's perfect. Yeah, so the movie starts shooting uh, next month. And so Machine Gun Kelly tweeted uh, something like, I got the movie to hire my little bro as my drum teacher. Kept it in the family. I will learn drums and finish the new album before we start filming. So in one month, he's going to finish a hip-hop album and learn how to play drums. <laughs> I mean, you know, Tommy Lee is almost, uh, I don't want to say a laughing stock, but he is, it is kind of, you know, drummers joke about how simple his drumming is and how it's all just showboating. And it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, I don't know. But so it's probably not that hard to mimic what he's doing, except for the fancy drum tricks that he does. They could CGI that if they have that in the budget, <laughs> which maybe they don't. I, Tanya. Yeah, basically. Just put his face over over another drummer. Yeah. Nobody's watching this on the big screen anyway. But see, if you look at, like, I, Tanya, like, uh, Margot Robbie is far more attractive than the real Tanya Harding. Yeah, but they, like, planed her up a bit. Mm -hmm. It still was a stretch, but I mean... Yeah. There aren't really leading ladies that look like Tanya Harding for a reason, Mm -hmm. so you gotta... You're gonna have to find somebody pretty to make them... Why didn't they just use Tanya Harding? Oh. No. Tanya Harding doesn't even look like Tanya Harding Harding anymore, anymore, Because she's like a boxer she was in the MMA. She's like husky now. (laughs) She's a husky lady. She had to make some And now she like builds houses. She's like a contractor or some shit now. She can play Vince Neil in the last part where they show their (laughs) own. Could they fight each other? Could that be like a little, like a celebrity boxing? They may have already. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I wonder who they're going to use in the movie when uh, Tommy Lee leaves the band because there was a point where that lady was drumming. But do they go Is that that in the book? We don't know. It was the lady from that band Shift. I love that band. 
and then she i forget her yeah, name she was, she was in hole as well right? yeah yeah in hole. Mm-hmm. but shift was better than either motley crew or hole mm-hmm. i said it what is what is shift what is, is they were like, like a new york like post hardcore band very oh. groovy had a couple of albums that were fantastic well what's an album get in was the the final yeah. album yeah you have such good memories, Sid. Well, they, I really like this band, and it was like right at the t- late late '90s, early aughts when. Uh, yeah. Shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll shift with you. It's not bad. Very 90s. Yeah, it was really good though. Is she in a band now? Does she do anything now? I don't know. Was her name Samantha Maloney? Am I making that up? Is that correct? That'd be weird if I remember that. But I think that was her name. Samantha Maloney. Oh wow, they were on Equal Vision. Yeah. Not this album. Samantha Maloney. Their first album was on Equal Vision. I think this was on oh, Sony, maybe. I see. Nice. Uh, she also played at Beaches, Eagles of Death Metal. Damn. Oh, my God. She might be in the band called Brother Clyde. Which is a band with Billy Ray Cyrus? What? Yeah. Is that a real band or like for a TV show or something? She was in Hannah Montana. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'd prefer that to her actually being in a real band with Billy Ray Cyrus. Gotta pay the bills. What a circuitous route to end up playing back up to him. I guess that shows her range that she could be in post-hardcore, she could be metal, she could be alternative, and then she could be whatever the fuck. Is this what we're listening to now? This is Brother Clyde, yeah. Oh, Any openings in Leroy's Future Islands? Uh, yeah. no, they're, Do they're they have a close-knit unit. Yeah. Well, she does live in California now. I wish I was a little more solid. Oh, God. Oh, I'm talking about his dad bod? His stools. <laughs> stools are not <laughs> solid right now. I wish I eat more fiber. <laughs> I wish I was a little less angry. Oh, this is rough. Does it kick in or this is just... Oh, wow, she, she worked with Hans Zimmer. Wow. Cool. I wish I had a little more talent. <laughs> is this stained? Did right? It totally this? sounds like Lifehouse or something like that. <laughs> oh my God, Lifehouse. I haven't thought of them in at least a decade. Jesus Christ. They're still out there. <laughs> really? Ugh. Tantric? Is this Tantric? <laughs> Days of the New? Oh, remember wow. Days of I the New? I do remember Days of the New. I had a great experience with Days of the, the New reason. at my old office. Uh-huh. What Did they end up being tantric or am I mixing that up? The, I think they might have. Okay, yeah. so tantric was at my office doing an interview. This was probably like five plus years ago. And I went to the bathroom and took a massive shit. And then two of the guys from tantric came in and I just heard, oh... Like, yeah, take that. That's how your music makes me feel. Soak in my shit stink. Small measure of revenge. Oh, my God. This is so bad. Let's take all the worst parts of Alice in Chains and just make a band that sounds like that. 
This band and Godsmack both had that. They both took different bad parts of Alice in Chains and made a career out of it. This is why I, well, Alice in Chains himself. inspired, like, yeah, like all of those. Like, Creed wouldn't yeah. have a career without but, Alice in Chains. Well, Creed also, like, ripped off Pearl Jam, I think, maybe a yeah, little bit more. Yeah, that's true. But it's, oh, I know this song. But, like, why not take the good parts of Alice in Chains? Or, like, Godsmack? I feel yeah, like, I just said Godsmack. Oh, you said Godsmack. Touch me, touch me. Or, wait, who's the other band? Oh, this uh, is... <laughs> this was on K-Rock every eight minutes. Yes. Seether. No, Seether was more, like, grunge. Yeah. This is like when Darren like Shine sings something as like a parody. Yeah, yeah. Puddle of mud. Like yeah. kind of in this. This oh. is total Alice in Chains so worship. Yeah. But like, how would you feel if you're like Jerry Cantrell and like this is what you inspired? Would you still want to make music, or would you feel so guilty that you just go away? <laughs> well, I mean, that's like, you know, that right? is, like, oh, well, we know how Lane Staley you guys got from my work. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, any <laughs> any great artist has a shitty imitators, though, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I mean. I... But that also is a testament to how good and diverse Alice in Chains sound was that, like, Godsmack doesn't sound anything like this. Right. But both bands sound exactly like Alice in Chains. Right. They're both hopping a different part yeah. of the Alice in Chains yeah. oeuvre. Yeah. Could we instead just say that this is a Collective Soul ripoff or like a Candlebox ripoff or something? Isn't Collective just Soul already a ripoff of like things, yeah, other things? Yeah. But that way we're being a little kinder to Alice in Chains. Oh. Oh, no. Fuck you, Rob. Stop By the it. way, I'm not playing this through my computer. I just want everyone to know that. I, I hate the song so much. Yeah, this is Rob's horrible. fault. Didn't this guy like then take over lead singing duties for live? Oh, I was gonna say. Like, really? They got back together. I think so. Like Ed Kowalczyk left live and did a solo thing. I think this okay. is like within the last few years, and he's now singing for live. Whatever this guy's name is. Live, live is still around. <laughs> live. The, I think they got uh, back together with this guy. They are the scientifically proven worst possible <laughs> SEO band. Yeah. In history. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Were search engines a thing when they first came out, though? They might not have had to deal no. with that. Actually, let, not, now that I've said that, could you think of, so Rob, you were into SEO. What would be worse than naming your band live? Cold. The band. The band. That's a the good band. one. Cold. Music. The the. <laughs> I wasn't the even saying real bands. The the is a good one, though. Yeah. Just like a period uh, to mark. To be fair, though, if you put in live band... Uh-huh. You do get their Wikipedia and huh. Facebook. But so. what if you... They probably the, paid for that. So now what if you name your band Live Band? Well, then that would be... <laughs> the ba- Let's see what happens when you put the band. I bet you it comes up. They probably yeah. manipulated it somehow. Like they paid for it. To no, 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 no. It's not It's not a paid place. Really? Because uh, the band like only had one album, right? No, they had a bunch of albums. Did Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. A movie? The movie, I thought, was because wasn't that like a super group? No, they were originally Bob Dylan's backing band, and then oh, they did okay. their own stuff for a while, and then they broke up, but they did The Last Waltz, which is still right. probably the best live concert film ever recorded. I mean, it was Martin's, one of Martin Scorsese's first movies, and yeah. he's heavily in it. He's like the puff daddy of <laughs> mo- music movie directors. He's like in half the fucking thing, but that's a really, really good movie. What's it called? Do you remember? The Last, Last Waltz. Waltz. It's them playing like their hits and then like different guest musicians come up, but it's like the late 70s. So it's like the superstars 
of the late 70s, like rock and roll. Barbra Streisand? No. <laughs> Cher? No. No Cher. Sonny Bono? I don't remember specifics, but it's like maybe Clapton's. In, like a lot. It's just. Creedence it's, Clearwater? Fogarty might be in it. I can't remember specifics, but it's worth watching. If you like music in general, you should. That's, that's definitely a, a worthwhile watch. Candlebox? Are they in it? Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe his parents. Days of the New. Yeah, it's Days of the Old. This is going to be great entrance music for Jim Florentine, yeah. by the way. <laughs> this is his favorite band. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> what was that other one about? Uh, was it called Changes? Yeah. A uh, candlebox? From candlebox? Oh, was that was that it? They all run together. I don't you cover me, don't you? Blossom. Blossom. That's that's one from the radio, I think. Turd blossom. Yeah. Play that one. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. This is a slow jam. One. Is this that band? Were they were they the one that was on Madonna's label? Yes. I believe so. Actually, they, I, they mean, like, not... I think they were like the first band Maverick. Madonna signed, yeah. and it was like, whoa, this is the new big thing, you know? Who also, else? Do, do you think Madonna really signed Who else? Or... She, uh, some of it, yeah. Right, I'm just saying figure. Or you at least yeah, had to signed. bone her to get signed. What? No, uh, come who, on. Who else? What, I mean, Alanis Morris. Where is the outrage w- with what Sid says? You had to get up in her candle box. <laughs> yes, that's, well. Uh, Deftones were signed to Maverick, okay. too. So them and Morissette were, were, the, were the only... But really, it was just a... Or? It was a imprint on Warner. It was just a... You were signed to Warner, really. Sure. Like. But you had the Madonna seal of approval. Yeah. This is the one I was talking about. Yeah. You. Yeah. Here comes the rock pile. Rock. So heavy. This is when I would turn it off. Why? Because it made you feel an emotion? Yeah, disgust. (laughs) (laughs) It would be one of those things you'd be playing chicken with the radio. Like, okay, how much of this can I sit through? And then the chorus can say, like, no, no, all right, all right, you win. Candlebox, you win. And when you win, you don't win. You just hear the whole song. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is such a fucking 90s thing like that. Lonely people. And then just pull back. Let's pull back. Yeah, this is like, this is definitely the Pearl Jam influence, 100%. This is like shitty Eddie Vedder. That kind mm. of like pulsing, yeah, and beat. that and that affected. Like I feel like Eddie Vedder, for good or bad, really talks and sings like that. Like, yeah, it's genuine. Well, he sort of he started. Yeah, fucking pulsating. Well, this shit. is this is actually good. Yeah, we needed to we needed a, a cleanse, <laughs> like something actually okay, fine. <sighs> fine. Some talent. When do we ever play good music on here? We always play things to mock. I always go back and I and I listen to Alice in Chains' Unplug. That's pretty good too, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great album. Well, uh, then you cut it off. Oh, well, the I reason think our I, guest is here. Yeah, our guest is on the line. Just kidding. But absolutely, check out Alice in Chains' entire catalog. I would say, and don't check out anything we just played. <laughs> besides that, uh, on the line we have Jim Florentine. Jim, thank you so much for calling into the Metal Injection Livecast. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, we are doing the podcast, and I want to mention that your new book, Everybody is Awful Except You, I guess that's me, uh, it's out <laughs> next month, February 20th, and uh, you're, you're a published auteur. This is not your first book, even. This is not your first rodeo. You've written books. No. <laughs> <laughs> no to which part? No, it's my first book. 
Oh, this is your first book? It's my first book. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Was there yeah. a different Jim Florentine who released it? No, I don't know. I guess they have that wrong. Well, how how does it feel to, to be uh, uh, published for the first time? <laughs> I don't know. It's not out yet. <laughs> but you're all Killing done with it. You're all done with it, though. This is my favorite interview of all time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I... <laughs> no, you know, I actually, you know, when you see it in a store, like if I go in a Barnes and Noble, it's on the shelf. I think that's when I'll hit you. Like, that's oh, it's pretty, you know, that's pretty cool. I remember my first CD when it came out, like one of my prank call CDs was in, uh, like, Tower Records. And I was like, wow, I got a CD in the store. So I think that's when I'll hit. Gotcha. I see. I think where I messed up is before the show, I looked you up on Amazon and I saw a simple man which I thought was a book, but it is actually your video special. That was my mistake. Yeah, yeah, it was a comedy special I put out like a year ago. Have you ever thought of releasing the transcript as a book just to make <laughs> Rob retroactively correct? <laughs> that, I, I would do If people would buy it, I would do it. I'm like, look, if you don't want to watch it or listen to it, you can read it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have a lot of italics for like where you put emphasis yeah, on the words. Yeah, the punchline would be italicized. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It'd be weird when, like, you know, the opening a book is the first pet. Hi, how you guys doing? <laughs> That's Great to be here. More authors should do that. It just—it's yeah. very down to earth and friendly. It puts the reader at ease right away. That's true. Anybody been on a plane recently? I'm like, wow, okay, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know why you have to ask that question in a book. But you might be reading the book on a plane, and then you'd feel really special. Yeah. It's like right now I'm on a plane. How did you know that? True. Yeah. Think of that. You're Anybody welcome. from out of town? Dude, a lot of a lot of questions that you can't can answer. Still. Yeah, I'm like, who, who's married? How long are you married for? <laughs> you're reading the book, like you talking to me? Who's he talking to? Looking behind you in, this, in your rocking chair. It could be like a choose your own adventure. You, if you're yeah. married, you turn to page eight. If you're not married, you go to page fifty-three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for a book. Yeah. Um, but you had uh, Jim Norton write the foreword to Everybody is Awful. And I remember uh, I was listening to Jim on somebody's podcast and he was talking about uh, living with you. And um, did you guys live like in New Jersey together and you had some like mold issue in your ceiling? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, we had this little... Uh, shitty apartment in like uh, North Jersey Cliffside Park. Yeah, it was mold everywhere. It was all over the walls. And we just buy like a cheap uh, a painting at like you know Bed Bath and Beyond for like ten bucks and just put it over the over the mold so <laughs> covered up. We didn't get it fixed. We didn't get it removed. We just put a painting over it. Do you ever like think back to the days when you were you know just like hustling and stuff and think about you know how far you've come? Well, those days of hustling were great because you didn't even, re you know, you're just like, hey, man, this is just, you know, who knows where this is going, but it's still fun, you know, just trying to get to the next level. But you don't even realize it, I think, as a comic, especially when you first start, you're just like, hey, man, this is cool. I'm paying my bills. I'm living with my friend. We're having fun, you know. Mm -hmm. We don't have jobs or families. We don't have to make that much money, you know. So uh, that, that ride was just as good as, you know, as finally making it and getting to the next level, I think. That's cool. And then how did the idea... Yeah, for... just like sleeping in a car. Like, it's a van. Like, you know, when they start out in the van and they're just sleeping wherever they can, you know, or they're young and they don't care and stuff like that. So 
you know, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. You know, band's got to look back at that. Like that was a pretty cool time too. Instead of all, everyone's got all different tour buses, all four of them are apart. They don't talk until they hit the stage, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like there's something to it when you've earned your success and you've gone through all these different stages as opposed to just getting handed everything. Absolutely. You know, as a comic, you can, if you get handed stuff too early, you know, you win like America's Got Talent or Last Comic Standing, you don't, you didn't put the time in or, you know, you don't have a solid act. You're going to get exposed once you get out there because all of a sudden people, America's going to know about you and they're going to go pay to, you know, to come see you. And then if you don't have an act, if you don't have a good 45 minutes to an hour up on stage, you can really hold an audience's attention. You, you know, they'll never come see you again. Right. You got to work on some of those questions like we were talking about, like anybody from out of town and really work on those riffs to, to fill out the 45 minutes. If you, if you get that, you could specifically ask every person in the audience where they're from. <laughs> that should kill some time. Yeah. And um, what do you do for 11? Yeah. yeah. What do you do for 11? Construction. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. My dad gets did construction. How about you, miss? I'm a secretary. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. How about you, sir? Well, I mean, Todd Barry did that crowd work tour. That's basically what it was. It was great. <laughs> he made it work. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, well, Todd's a pro. He's yeah. been around a long time. But he's funny. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he'll, he'll make something out of it. Well, uh, earlier, we right before we uh, got you on the on the line, we were talking about Alice in Chains ripoffs in the early 90s, like uh, Candlebox and Days of the New were you, I'm, I'm guessing you were an Alice in Chains fan. Did you like the second and third wave Alice in Chains ripoff bands? <laughs> was Candlebox an Alice in Chains ripoff? Maybe like, maybe like half Pearl Jam, half Alice in Chains ripoff. They were, but they were like definitely like second okay. wave grunge wannabe kind of thing. I would say. Were they from Florida? Maybe. Okay, because I, I I I don't know. I always remember those couple songs they had like. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Um, yeah, Days of the New, definitely. Yeah, Godsmack. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what was I? You know, when it was funny when um, Stone Temple Pilots was coming out, their first record, everyone thought they were a ripoff of like uh, Pearl Jam. Right. Like Scott, uh, you know, um, it's. Um, I just remember that, like people were like, oh, this is a Pearl Jam ripoff, and they were just getting like destroyed. Like, eh, you know, I don't know, I don't, I didn't really see it too much. Did you? I mean, they were definitely doing that like sort of grunge sound, but it was close enough to when grunge started that I don't know if it was like a specific intent to rip it off or if yeah. it just organically happened. To happen. I never got the hate on Stone Temple Pilots because I feel like they were still trying to do something different, and I don't think Scott Weiland sounded like Eddie Vedder, like. For example, Scott Stapp did. Like Scott well, Stapp, yeah. you could very clearly tell who his influence is. You know, whereas are you just yeah, Scott's maybe name? the first record, the first Stone Temple Pilots. You know, because that thing was so big mm-hmm. with all those hits on it. But by the time the second one, I didn't think so. Yeah, I think his moves and stuff like that. You know, in the videos and, and stuff, I think that's where they were getting it from. But I always liked those guys too. I liked the grunge era. You know, yeah, yeah it was a fun time. You know, I was a big fan of that. You know. Of the hair metal era, too. I didn't mind that. I wasn't so much deep into it. I liked a little of it, but I was more, you know, I was more of a Motorhead, Metallica, Megadeth guy, and then Guns N' Roses and stuff, then, then, you know, Warrant, 
and you know, like LA Guns and that stuff. I liked a little of it for a little while, and that was about it. Yeah, and you you roll deep with the uh, the metalheads, right? Like you were uh, somehow involved with the uh, Old Bridge Metal Militia, right? Yeah, I grew up in that town, so you know, mm-hmm. I, I I those guys were a little older than me, so I didn't, you know. You know, when I was like 16, they were like 22, so they weren't going to hang out with me. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, I'd see them around and we'd be at the same shows, you know, going to see like, you know, Metallica playing these little bars, opening for Twisted Sister and stuff like that. Right, so, right, right. That was great. And the guy, John Johnny Z, lived in Oldbridge that sort of Megaforce Records. So I was over his house and in his record shop all the time hanging with him. And it's crazy to think that, you know, like it was such a small scene back then to where. Metallica took it now, or they're the, one of the biggest bands in the world, metal or otherwise. Yeah, you never, you know, you never know. Like you, at that time, Anvil, you thought was going to be a band that was going to break through. They had that, you know, hard and heavy, and then Metal on Metal was such a great record. It was killer, and all the bands were trying to sound like them. And they, you know, I, I'm actually you know, glad they, you mentioned you know, this. Could, because- could, What's that? I'm glad you mentioned Advil because we watched their documentary, and we're we're uh, a little younger uh, than you, and like so we missed Advil completely. And to me personally, I don't know how the rest of you guys feel. Like it was just like, I mean, metal on on metal, the song it's a fun song, yeah. but like I just didn't get it. Like, what? When did they? When did they have their big moment? Like to me, it was just very uh, simplified thrash songs. Like there's such better. Thrash song, like when did Anvil have, the have their moment? Of hindsight. Right, right. That's what, what I'm saying. After, like, yeah. like, like, take us back to when Anvil was that big band. Um, well, I think that Metal on Metal came out be- like um, I think before Ride the Lightning. Mm-hmm. You know, before like I think Kill 'Em All was out first, but Anvil was pretty much like that. Metal on Metal, Hard and Heavy, the record before that mm-hmm. was really good. Put them on the map. But Metal on Metal was like a you know, for for a thrash record, that was great. That was before Megadeth. That was, I think it was right around, like right before, came out right before Ride the Lightning. And Ride the Lightning wasn't a huge record. Like that didn't put Metallica in the, in the arenas. Right. You know, you put pull them out of the clubs and put them in the, you know, where they were playing in front of like 800 or 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, and then they had another one after that. I think Forge and Fire was called. So they had, a, they had some momentum just for a, a, a split second, basically. I see, and it was like they were the band that you everyone assumed like, oh, they're gonna make it big, and then Metallica just got in there. Yeah, because everyone loved those guys, like all the thrash guys loved them. Like, man, this is and this is what music's going in this direction. So they mm-hmm. kind of took like maybe you know a little from Anvil and go, all right, we're gonna go this way, and then it just didn't. And they just they just couldn't come up with a follow up. Like after Ride the Lightning, Metallica's like, okay, we're two albums in. What are we gonna do after this? And they come out with Master of Puppets. Yeah, and that was classic. it. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if Anvil would have came out with a great re- a, a record that was better than Metal on Metal, they could, I don't they would have never been Metallica status, but they would still would have been They'd a be band that could have been around for a while and and done decent business. If Anvil would have uh, surpassed Metallica in popularity, then Dave Mustaine would have hated Anvil for thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I know I, I you know I as a kid, I think I was like fifteen or sixteen. Uh, when Metallica came to the East Coast and did some shows, I, I was, you know, I saw uh, Mustaine was still in the band at the time. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that so you've seen them through many different incarnations. 
Yeah. That's great. I actually looked it up. Metal on Metal came out in 82. Kill em All came out in 83. So it came out uh, before. Okay, so that was even before I Kill 'Em All. Yeah. Then, yeah. So okay, so I I could see that now. Uh, now that I get the context, Anvil stole my whole act. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even even a band like Raven. Raven was a big influence on a lot of thrash bands too. You know, the Rock Until You Drop record was great and wiped out. I you always, know, there was was two records that they put out. Back to back, they were really good, and they thought they were, that band was going to break too. Right, they were the first because I always remember, I always hear about that Roseland show that was like Raven, Metallica, and was it Anthrax? And that's where uh, Metallica got their major label deal. Was at that show? And, yeah, yeah, and then Raven and, and uh, Metallica did a tour. I think Raven headlined. Yeah. Um. So they were another band you thought that was going to be another breakout band but they just said you know then they kind of the third record was just mediocre and then and they were done like, too they, they, they if they would have followed up with another great record who knows what would have happened with them and then they got silly they got signed to a big label and then they started putting like costumes on and stuff mm. then it was over yeah well let's talk about uh your book your first book <laughs> Everybody is awful except for you. I'm guessing you have a lot of opinions on people <laughs> and types Since of you people. Need a lot of them. Demographics of people. Well, yeah, not nobody specifically, but it's more about social media and the, and the, the posts that people put up and the, the things they do on there. You know, the attention-seeking posts and the bragging, the you know, the subtle brags and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Are there are there chapters about you know, kids? the woman that took her, the woman that like the woman that takes her kid to the park and has to brag that she's an amazing mom mm, because uh, she took her oh. kid to the park? Like, yeah. Well, I I feel like there is a, a voyeurism to that that's like hate viewing. Like Darren uh, and I, we have a thread going about a few people that we know about. Like, could you believe this? Yeah, like exactly what you're saying. Like the way they're phrasing this. Oh, it's so it's so hard juggling this great career and <laughs> oh, having a child and making time for them. But I do it because you, he is my everything. And I just like, shut up. I, I ran a 5K with my little snookums. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's ever been a woman that's ran a 5K charity race that hasn't posted about it. <laughs> a picture of them going through the, you know, cross the finish line. So, like, what, like, what is it? Like, do people just have this like false sense of importance? Like, why do people do that all the time? The, yeah, well, that and they're looking for attention, and they're all trying to compete with each other because they're watching, they're looking at other people's social media and they're posting all this stuff and they're getting all this attention and like, well, now I need a little attention. I gotta, I gotta compete. A lot of the moms, you know, are, are very competitive, right? you know, with each other. So they got to try to outdo each other. Yeah. And I feel, uh, you know, on social media, most people typically put their best foot forward. They'll only post well, when they do something curated. successful. Uh, unless there's those people that are like, oh, life sunk, you know, I'm so depressed. But other than those people, when you're posting, you're posting something positive. So people have this false sense of like, this person has a great life. There's yeah. nothing going on that's bad in their life because they don't see when they're super depressed in the corner crying because they're not posting about it. You don't that. see the post with the bloody stool in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and then, all, you know, the inspirational quotes that everybody posts. It's like, if everyone's posting all those inspirations, how come the world is a better place? How come everybody's <laughs> not in a better place? I 
Because they're all over the place. Everybody's posting them every day. So how come people aren't reading them and applying them to their own lives? Uh, I love those inspirational quotes that it's like it's not even inspirational quotes. Like, live your life like every day is the last. <laughs> like, s- make sure to tell everyone you love them. And like all of these, it's like, stop telling me what to do, you know? Well, that's yeah. what inspiration is. You're, they're trying to inspire you to do something. Maybe I want to have a shitty fucking day. Oh, yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life like it's the last day. Yeah. So what do I do? Just spend all the money I have saved in the bank and my kids' college <laughs> tuition yeah. and all that. I might as well. Murder know, a hobo? Like, my last day. Are you go supposed to? Get a to... couple hookers, <laughs> go rob a bank. Yeah. Right. Get a $300 car and ram it to people in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what yeah. those terrorists were doing. Yeah. They just saw Got an it. Instagram post. <laughs> Took a car down the West Side Highway. Well, uh, before we let you go, Jim, you know, uh, you you are a, a metalhead, as are we. And I was wondering, uh, you know, do you listen to metal on the road? How do you consume? How do you find uh, new bands? What is your, what is your method of consumption? I, you know, um, my, my my nephew is nineteen now, and he's a big metalhead, so he usually tur- he'll he'll find some uh, band that I never heard of. He's because he's it, you know totally, you know knows everything that's coming out and looking at it goes to all the festivals and seeing a million mm-hmm. shows so he'll turn me on like he can turn me on the code orange and i kind of dig oh, those cool. guys yeah they're fun and i watch them live they're amazing live it's a killer show so you know so, I, so that's where pretty much where i'm you know if that metal show was still on i'd be i'd be totally seeking it i'm like i gotta find some new bands maybe help promote it stuff like that but since it's been off i've been kind of lazy about it you just Were listen you to guys- what you want to listen to Actually, I have a question. Like, were you guys the ones uh, who booked the bands? Like, you you chose who would be on the show. Um, you know, it was, it was a, you know between like VH1, the people there, and then also Eddie. You know, Eddie Trunk because he knew a lot of the guys in bands. He's been in the radio business for like thirty years, so he he had a relationship with all these people too. Mm-hmm. So it was easier to get guests when they knew Eddie. So. Me and Don had no saying. The only say me and Don had was what T-shirt we were going to wear each week, the concert T-shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, at least Gene Simmons didn't make you change your T-shirt, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. One week I'd wear Haybury. I'm like, are you going to wear your Haybury shirt? So I was like, nah, I think I'm going to wear, uh, you know, Slayer. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Do- I, know, I, think, I think Gene Simmons is just busting balls by doing that. I don't know. I mean, like in the middle of an interview, him and both him and Paul Stanley made this Brazilian reporter, South American reporter, take off his Iron Maiden shirt. They were trying to get him a kiss shirt. They couldn't get it. So they made him just turn his shirt inside out. <laughs> I think that's a little too far. Well, I know that, um, so, you know, I know that um, uh, Paul and Gene have a, had a problem with Eddie. They don't like Eddie Trump for some reason. There's some issue there or whatever. So they wouldn't come on the show. That hated that metal show. We had Peter Chris on. We had Ace. Mm. So um, we know that they wanted nothing to do with that show. They wouldn't come on. And someone sent me a picture at a, a Kiss Beat Greet. They're wearing uh, that metal show, and Paul Stanley covered it like with his hand. Oh God! The, no in, way. It would have been the picture. That's so Fuck petty. So petty. Did he like sneakily cover it with his hand, like in some way, or did he just stand there with his hand covering it? No, he, he stood there with his hand covering, Jesus like put it over, over it. Well, I, I think it's it. because Eddie. And someone said, I was gonna, I was gonna put it out there, but I'm like, I don't care. 
It, did, it never bothered me if someone didn't want to do the show. I'm like, okay, no big deal. There's a million other guys who want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I never took it personally. Yeah. You had yeah. Lemmy on the show. That was cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, you know, okay, you don't want to do it? No big deal. I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, the fucking need you. There was so, one. I didn't care that those guys. I was never a big Kiss. I was never a big Kiss fan anyway. So, to me, you know, I'm a huge Ozzy fan. Ozzy didn't want to do the show. I was like, I'm not going to be mad at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I always felt Kiss was a little overrated. Yeah, I, a little. I don't, I don't understand the obsession. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was like a generational you know, thing. That's a, see, that's the kind of band, you can't go back and listen to them now. Yeah. You know, like, they that's that music didn't stand the test of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very fair to say. It, it really had, there's some band you can go, well, this sounds amazing. Yeah, like, you know DC, what I mean? DC. You can go back and listen to a lot of, you know, the old uh, Metallica, Megadeth, like, you know, any of the, uh, most of the stuff, but you go back and you listen to Kiss, you're like, eh. Yeah. I don't get this. It seems cartoonish. Yeah, and I wasn't like you know into cartoons and like, like uh, you know Star Wars and that yeah. kind of stuff when I was a kid. So to me, I was more of like a Sabbath guy, you know, like Dirty Sabbath and mm-hmm. ACDC growing up, yeah, and stuff like that. And then Motorhead, Lemmy. I'm like, this, this is the guy, you know, this is the kind of stuff I like. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you, you did have a chance when Axl Rose was super reclusive, like when he was still. It was, you know, a completely different band with Guns N' Roses. I remember you guys flew out to see them at a show, and, like, he kept you on a string until, like, four in the morning, and you guys finally were able to interview him. Were you still awake, and and was it, like, the coolest moment ever to just hang out in a room and talk to Axel? Look, okay, so his manager says, Axel wants to do an interview to promote the new tour. We want you guys down in Miami. He wants to do it in Miami. And we go, okay. So we go, all right, we're going to fly to Miami, watch the show, and then we're going to interview him afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're going to get paid. And we're in Miami. <laughs> and we're staying in a five-star hotel. And we go to a steakhouse the night before. Mm. And then the show goes. I remember they went on at midnight on a Saturday night. And they didn't get on stage till 3 in the morning. And then Axel's, you know, he's winding down and doing whatever and showering and at about 5 40 a.m he showed up to do the interview oh wow but the show didn't end until three so yeah. it was no big deal but everyone like oh man you guys must have been tired go, you know how many times i've come out of a strip club at 6 a.m and walked <laughs> yeah. on a plane with no sleep <laughs> okay well in this context you, it makes I'm perfect like, sense oh, uh, you know what sorry i'll catch up i'll catch up tomorrow on my sleep i just interviewed you know, who just interviewed yeah. Axel Rose's first interview in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I never bitched about him. Like, okay, you, man, you guys must have really tired. He made you wait. Oh, I'm so, yeah, I've been wait, I, you know, I've waited three hours for a stripper to come out of the back room. So I thought I was going home. <laughs> that didn't happen either. Yeah, like. She promised me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go home with you. And she ended up going with Axel. You're good looking so after, I gave her, after, I, after I gave her 100 and got seven lap dances from her. <laughs> Well, when you say it like that, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 What about? I mean, you, you but, said so he didn't pull his he didn't pull his whole rock star thing. He's just like, okay, dude, I'm just gonna, you know, right? He I needed a minute after band, the show, yeah, my thing, and whatever. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll wait. Yeah, and you guys, but you guys were amped. I guess if the show ended at three, you're still pretty amped. You just saw Guns N' Roses. You're getting paid to see Guns N' Roses. That's got to be a surreal uh, uh, thought to have. And then you just waited two two out two and a half hours or whatever. I'm sure that was fine. The the uh, I remember me and Don Jameson. Were, me and Don Jameson were in the audience watching the show, drinking beers, 
And we're like, we're getting fucking paid, and we're in Miami, and we're going to interview Axel in a couple hours. This is amazing. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, you said that uh, you were a huge Black Sabbath fan, and that's kind of that was kind of like your, your gateway band. Um, what was it like meeting Ozzy for the first time? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, I met him a bunch. Even as a kid, he used to do a lot of record stores. He did a lot of appearances in record stores to promote his solo stuff. So I met him a bunch of times. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, you know, I'd always, you know, take get a picture with him. Or one time I offered him my watch, and he didn't want it, and I got mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've been... I was like a 15-year-old kid. I had this, like, rusty, crusty watch. It was, like, worth, like, 10 bucks. <laughs> and I go, Ozzy, I go... I, I got an autograph. I go, Ozzy, I'm a big fan. He goes, oh, thanks. I go, here. I go, here's, I take my watch. He goes, why? I go, because I'm a big fan. He goes, I don't want your watch. I go, but come on, I'm a big fan. He goes, no, thanks, but I don't want your watch. I go, please, just take yours. I don't want your watch. I don't want it. I wouldn't even take it to be and nice. And I walked away. I'm like, what a, yeah, I walked away. I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> you loved him even more. It worked. Playing hard to get. But why would but why would I why would he want my watch? Right. Yeah, why well, would he want a ten dollar watch? I mean, but but why would you want to give it to him so bad too, I'm sure is also a good question. I'm sure that people come up to you now and, and they want to give you shit that you have to reject. <laughs> yeah, like if some guy wanted to give me his like shitty ten dollar watch, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with that? Yeah. That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> but maybe that guy grows up to be a famous comedian and then you have his watch from when his he was crusty younger. shitty watch. Yeah, you put that on eBay. <laughs> You know, if it was a Rolex, I go look, yeah. look. I, you know, I sell watches for a living. I got a watch. Yeah, just, here, here, here's his free Rolex. Then I'm like, all right, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta take a Rolex. Fuck yeah. Hint, hint, listeners, if you run into but Jim he, he can see the rust on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh but if it's a Dolex, you don't want that. <laughs> Rolex will take. It's got, yeah. it's got like, one I got, hand. I got it on Canal Street. Ozzy, I think it's real. <laughs> it's got one hand. You could tell what hour it is only. <laughs> Rough estimate. Yeah. Do, do you prefer Ozzy or Dio Sabbath? Do you have a preference? Do you like them separately or separate? Yeah, I'm the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there's not even close. I mean, look, if Dio, I, I always judge if I look, you know, there was nine albums with Ozzy, there was three with Dio, three or four. So, you know, until there's nine, I could compare them. But, you know, I, I like the Ozzy stuff better. Look, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules were phenomenal records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they needed to do more. Yeah. Right on. Well, Jim, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I want to mention once again the book. Absolutely, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. It is a pleasure. The book is Everybody is Awful Except You. It's out February 20th. We have a link on the episode description page if our listeners want to pick it up. And you're also on the road, right? Going to do some tour dates? Yeah, I'm always doing gigs. I'm always at that. I got a good metal story in the book about seeing the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. There's a little about, about my life in the book, like little funny stories about growing up, and then, the, then I get into like social media stuff that people brag it. But there's a, so, so I go to see the Scorpions. I'm like 20 years old. They're playing down at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I sneak down to the front. It was general mission. So I'm in the front row. I snuck down there somehow. I forget. Right. So I go to get a beer, and I see this really hot girl at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I start talking to her. I said, hey, I got front row. She goes, you got front row? I go, yeah, go follow me. So I, I can see her all the way to the front. Now we're in the front row watching the Scorpions. She's all excited that I got her down there. We start making out going to the concert. 
She wouldn't rap at each other. Then she starts flashing the band, the Scorpion. She had these big tits. And the band is going, the, the, the band's like giving me the thumbs up, giving her, they're all pointing over, just smiling the whole time. She keeps flashing them throughout the show. After the show, the bouncer comes out, a bodyguard comes over. One of roadies goes, hey, uh, he has two backstage passes. The Scorpions want to meet you guys. Oh, boy. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to wow. meet the Scorpions. This is fucking amazing. So we start walking back there. We get to the backstage door. She walks through, and there's a big, big guy at the door. And I'm going behind her, and the guy stops me, stands <laughs> in front of me. I go, well, I'm supposed to go back. I got this guy. He's out, just her. I go, no, no. But the, the, the guy said it was both of us. He goes, no, just her. And I'm like, cut it out. He goes, no. <laughs> and, I'm, and, the, and the girl's name was like Melanie. I'm like, Melanie, Melanie, they won't let me back, Melanie. She didn't even look back. Uh, there's two passes for her, both of her tits. That was, <laughs> you don't get to go. <laughs> but at least you figured out what musicians want from you. They don't want your watch. They just want the chick that you're hooking up with. <laughs> Upgrade. I was mad at the Scorpions for like two years. I'm like, fuck those guys. Right you know what I mean? So. But meanwhile, you know, like, why would they want me there? I'd be the one going... <laughs> On the, on the Blackout album, what was that thing in the background? Like, what? What? I would have been that guy. They're banging the broad you came with while you're asking them these yeah. questions about their yeah. music. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're taking turns with her in the other room, and I'm like, all right, go answer that fucking asshole. Keep him busy while we go fuck this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, that that was a great uh, uh, note to end on, Jim. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, everyone, pick up the book because everybody's awful except you. Uh, February twentieth, out wherever books are sold. And pre-order now. Awesome. All right, Jim. We're gonna let you go. Thanks, thanks for having me. All right. Have a okay. great night. All right. Thanks. A bit of a delay there, but it was an awesome yeah, interview. Delightful. Great talk with Jim Florentine again. The book "Everybody Is Awful Except You." Yeah, wonderful book. Let's play a little uh, song parody. Take a quick little break. Okay, what'd you like to hear? I like to Let's hear. Let's see. How about uh, hold on? And I want to How remind everyone: when, when we get back, you can call us in whenever you want. Two one three nine four three three six eight eight two one three wide nut. And uh, we'll play some voicemails uh, when we get back. Want to hear a little? Um, I'll give you two choices. You want to hear "Stabbed a Jew," <laughs> or do you want to hear "Grocery"? I was going to suggest "Grocery." Anyway, Let's do so "Grocery." Okay. Yeah.
more duty jokes per half hour than the number of combined gray pubes on the stage during a Metallica performance. It's the Metal Injection live cast, and it returns now. All right. Pubis. 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 Welcome back. That was a great chat with Jim Florentine. Don't you agree, Kyle? Wasn't that a great chat? That was the greatest chat I've ever heard in my life. He's a very funny guy. Rob, you sounded a little uncomfortable at the beginning of the interview. Well, I kind of fucked up, so that made me feel awkward. No, it's fine. But it was fine, yeah. If, if you fuck up with anyone, a comedian is, is, is the best one to fuck up with. Yeah. Um, also, there was a, we were discussing this during the break. There was a little delay, so it was like a little throwing us off a little. Yeah, we're like, uh, does he, is, is it like what it, I said good? Yeah. And then he responds back really well, so it's like, oh, it's uh, just a damn phone. We thought at first he was like no-selling what we were saying, but it was just the phones. Yeah, we're going to try to convince him to come into studio and hang out with us. And then if there's still a delay, we know it's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to put you on hold, Kyle. What's, what's the number to call? Because we're doing the show on a very special day. A lot of people may or may not be working today, and uh, we would love to hear some new voices. Yes. 213-943-3688. That's the number. 213-WIDE-NUT. Also, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. This Saturday. Oh, yeah. Wow. The big shrimp eating competition, right. 7 p.m., Bubba Gum Shrimp Company in Anaheim. The event page is on the LifeCast Facebook. You can get all the info. You better be there. I will be there. It's going to be a big shrimp eating event. I want like pregame video like they do on Man vs. Food where you're like training and getting yourself yes. psyched up and you've got like people in your corner inspiring you and shit. I want all of that. I want someone to like massage your like shoulders and stuff before you get started. Yeah. This needs to be like a 45 minute short film yeah. documentary situation. None of this will It'll happen. Be, like the Why? last waltz. Yeah. <laughs> no time to shoot this. We gonna need, be at, if nothing else, we need a WWE style graphic with you and yes. God Stomper turning yes. around. <laughs> Do promos. Like ready to fight. Yes. Then, yeah, like the clash, like boom, like an explosion happens, and you see the names underneath. Vince Neilstein could be the um, the mean okay. gene. <laughs> Can't tell you what's going on now. You got to call the hotline one nine hundred. I called that hotline at least. I'm once. very excited to. Have, I haven't had shrimp actually in a while. What? Kind of abstaining for the big event. Wow. Really? I had shrimp yesterday. Jealous? No. All right. He Throw can off have the shrimp. shrimp. Into his yeah. mouth. What kind of what kind bird. of shrimp did you have? I went to a fancy Turkish restaurant. It was uh, sautéed shrimps covered in cheese. There was some mushroom and tomato sauce. Mm. Very very good. I'm not too crazy about cheese on shrimp, though. I have to say, I don't think. When's the last makes... time you had cheese on shrimp? Like on a taco. Was it different? How is it different? Because it wasn't a taco. Oh, okay. It was in a, in a steaming hot, sizzling casserole. Okay. And yeah, be careful you burn your hand. The last time you had cheese on shrimp was after the last time he jerked off. Oh. 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 What? what an image. Then he ate it. <laughs> At what work. What an image. Oh. says he'll Bruce Buffer the shit out yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that'll be good. That'll be fun. I wish I was there so I could yeah. be the ring announcer. I would do a great job. But Deuterino, we're in capable hands, I hope. 
They'll pull out the roast material. Yeah. Don't disappoint us. <laughs> the calamari slipper. <laughs> <laughs> you need like four nicknames, like Muhammad Ali yeah. or something, you know. Or uh, mm-hmm. Khaleesi on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Breaker of shrimps. Freer of the... Breaker of crab legs. Yes. <laughs> Freer... Devourer of, of belts, bu- yeah. Devourer of buffets. <laughs> I'm kind of not too hot on buffets. The problem with buffets is the quality of the food is usually not not so good, especially because it's being cooked in bulk. Fair. The high priest of all of the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very very excited to meet Dudorino, to meet Leroy. I'm jealous. To meet God's yeah. Tomper. Mario and all these people better turn up because I want a picture of Rob. Yeah, I would be. Them. I would feel like a stood-up girl on a high school date if nobody's. <laughs> sure, if I could, after all the shrimp. That's true. At least I'll have shrimp to keep me company. Now, what if they serve you the wrong rice with the shrimp? If you make boiled salt, <laughs> salt, anything he salt, it gotta go in white rice. <laughs> so like upset? every day, it just week. won't make sense. It just don't make don't any sense. Match. It don't make no sense. You lucky you still breathing. Oh, <laughs> we had one of uh, one of our listeners uh, tweet us a picture of the rice that he had made. I believe it was a she. It was a she. Yeah, I think or it was he? Melissa who, who no. tweeted it. No. Incorrect. No, it wasn't Melissa. No. Incorrect. She Facebooks us. She doesn't tweet us. It wasn't Melissa. <laughs> I, for, I forgot his name. Okay. It was Drusilla. But it wasn't the guy. Oh, Drusilla. That's what I was thinking. It w- that's isn't that a woman's name? But it, I don't well, think he, that's like the. It's an ironic handle. Yes. That's okay. not his real name. Oh, excuse me. Wow. What am I supposed to know? You're not on Twitter. You don't know how. Yeah, it works that's there. why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how names work. You need to read Jim Florentine's book. It'll explain <sighs> right. social media constructs. <laughs> These fucking people who they name themselves Drusilla. What is this shit? You a girl or a fucking guy? <laughs> girl, guy, girl. Girl, guy, girl. <laughs> Now Rob's just thinking about shrimp. And he's- mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm, very focus. I'm also looking forward because that means that the Nam stuff would be over. Not that I, I mean, it should be all right, but I'd rather have the shrimp. <laughs> yeah, and then we, we after the, the shrimp weed. is our cruise. Which yeah, so yes, hard. I'm very well, ready for the more shrimp. We can talk about that more next You two week. should have a shrimp eating contest on the cruise. I don't like shrimp. No, the shrimp on the cruise isn't that cr- that great. It's it's very it's very basic. Noah basic could be shrimp, your sparring I mean. partner. You go against her yeah. for practice. Well, no, I think the cruise is after. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, then do it before. We could have a yeah. beef eating contest on the boat. I don't know what that means. <laughs> two, who could eat the most steak? Oh, I thought Rob was going to eat my roast beef. What? Wow. What? Are you offering? Are you yeah. consenting no. to that? No, I thought that's what you were implying. <laughs> you don't sound that. I'm gonna eat up. this shit because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show's over. We, we, we got in there. That's it. Shut it down. You make a hamburger. You make French fries. <laughs> I don't even remember that part. <laughs> that guy needs a cooking show where he just tells people what to do. He doesn't actually know how to cook. It's just like. No, no, no. You got to cook that. Why are you using the wrong rice? Fuck out of here. Let me express myself. No. 
<laughs> Him and yeah. Trot guy. No, I, I love his wife in the background chiming in because I didn't hear all of these things the first yeah. time. One part where she goes, she goes, buy chinos then. <laughs> buy chinos then. That means yeah. if you like, go, to, you don't want my shit. Yeah. Go get Chinese food. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yep. Mm. <laughs> just, mm. Then she goes, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I hope the whole time she was just like spitting in his plate. Yeah. Probably. Like, you motherfucker. Every time he looked away into his phone, she was like, Whoosh. Yeah. Have that. Yeah, so. yeah, so it should be a fun week. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to it. 70,000 tons of shrimp. Mm, yes. Yeah. We're also going to be going to Turk and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Caicos. 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 Turks yeah. and Caicos. Caicos. Would you go snorkeling in Turks and Caicos now? Thinking about going snorkeling with a boarded. <laughs> what? It's one of the excursions. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a caller. We got Lovely calling in. What's up, Lovely? How lovely to have. Hi, lovely. I'm 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 wonderful. <laughs> see, I I would like to propose for this shrimp eating contest that is mm-hmm. upcoming. Uh, you guys should have like fun entrance music and also hashtags really hype this thing up oh yeah we have to think of the hashtag well the entrance, I, would... <laughs> I don't know if we can do entrance music because it's going to be in the middle of a restaurant just on your phone <laughs> on a saturday night yeah are you going to make reservations because what if you get there and they're like I it's was a three hour wait reservations, but it needs to be like it should be a certain amount of people i think uh yeah we need to get a little count fine. We need to get a count of how many people are going. But how many people will be eating? How many are just going to spectate? Like, is Dudorino planning on also having a succulent seafood meal while like he's there? I think there's like a bar. I think there's a bar you could do around the bar. Yeah, we could figure it out. There you I'm go. I'm gonna love like when it turns out that there's no tables and you have to get t- takeout and you're just doing this contest on the sidewalk. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> At night, wouldn't that be even better though? <laughs> like on the, on the side Start of a car, flinging yeah. quarters yeah. at you. <laughs> and then like Dudorino is just Snapchatting it yeah. from the sidewalk. And you know of, like, what? If we did it on the sidewalk, then we could do the entrance music yeah. and whatever. Yeah. That's true. Like, you like walk into- around the corner. <laughs> you come out. You'd be like that wrestling uh, thing on YouTube where they do it in the playground. It's the backyard. Yeah. It's like a backyard wrestling trippy contest. The phone flash. Yes. Yeah, now now I think this up. is how it has to go. The yeah. musical comes off of an iPad. It <laughs> <laughs> yes. just like follows you. Judorino says, of course he's eating. He fucking loves shrimp. Who doesn't? Yeah. Noah and Darren. I'm yeah. saying... I'm not a fan of the shrimp either. Mm, but I, hey, that's more shrimp for you guys. I'm a yeah. fan yeah. of the shrimp aesthetically. Like, it looks good. I want Smells it like good. it. But I can't stand it. When I eat it, it the oh. taste turns yeah. me off. The consistency I don't like. It's my favorite part. But now, why, so we're talking about this all in the abstract. Why don't we assemble an undercard and have Dudorino go against somebody else? Oh, oh. for shrimp eating or some other kind of <laughs> whatever, whatever. If it happens to be shrimp eating, sure, but maybe it's something else. Uh, if yeah, we, do we don't want to steal the shrimp thunder from Robin God. I don't. I think that that would be too complicated. I think we should just focus on for this first meetup. Just on one. Rob. He Rob doesn't want me. to share the spotlight. Yeah. All right. How about this? How about this? We, as long as you don't have to do anything, let them assemble it, have their challenge, set it up, and we'll add it to the card. Sure. If other people want to challenge other people. Right. right. And the, it, But it'll be included in our footage. Mario is going to oh, challenge sure. Deuterino for a ride. 
<laughs> what about a a milf bang off? Uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Mario's gonna just find the oldest waitress. Yeah. And oh take god. her home in the back of the That's, uh, that's car. Mario's competition. Can he find a waitress to bang at the bubble <laughs> So we'll set that, up a clock. That'll be his own personal yeah. Yeah. Yep. challenge. There'll be a timer. He has like 15 to 20 minutes to bed the waitress. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, to, to completion or just to introduce himself and no, set it up? To... Why make it so easy for him? Why, that's all right, fine. That's <laughs> 20 minutes. You got to find her. You got to chat her up. Yeah. You got to have finish having sex with her. All yes. in 20 minutes. All right. Get to work. <laughs> Full <on> orgasm. <laughs> Wait, for him or both of them or her? Both. Wow. <laughs> oh, he's that's, Mr. Expert, that's right? That's impossible. He talks about how many girls. Okay, okay. 40 minutes. Yeah, okay, all right. Oh, my Lord. There's the... Now that makes me think you guys should like do some fun little competition every time you go anywhere. I mean, publicly. <laughs> well, if a listener shows up. The po- it seems like we have a lot of listeners that are in the greater LA area, which yeah. I think is why this particular meetup works. But we would absolutely love to do more meetups next time in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, probably yeah. where we have the second most listeners. We're working on that. Yeah. What about Iraq? Oh, like well. Do Iraq! Is that guy still there? We haven't heard from him in a while. He might be there, but not in the capacity that he'd be able to eat shrimp. Do you remember that guy that called us? He was like on a boat or something? Yeah, he was going to Antarctica for research or something, and then he (laughs) He never never called back. He never called us back. I wonder if he's still alive. Yeah, rest in peace. I don't even remember that guy. Live cast curse. He he was going to see Metallica play in Antarctica. And then he heard it and just jumped (laughs) in the fucking cold water. (laughs) (laughs) This is less bad. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Let the penguins take him. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm just hungry now. Oh, I know. What if you had like a pork eating contest mm. in Saudi Arabia? Oh, my God. <laughs> you have That's to bring your the pork from the U.S. there, though. No, you just have a pork eating contest and then a try not to get beheaded yeah. contest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the decathlon. Yeah. So most of you are going to run as fast as you can. you got to have a rifle, some snowshoes, just in case. Yep. You have a woman driving the getaway oh car. My God. Well, that's allowed now. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's probably restrictions on it. I'm sure. You can only use one pedal. Yeah. <laughs> you can't use the brake. And you got to have your face co- your eyes covered. <laughs> it's like, sure. Use the brake. Go for it. <laughs> and you have to wear your veil at all yeah. times, right? And, oh and if Mario comes with you, he could have a porking contest. Oh, dear. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Lovely. I appreciate it. Something See, it makes me sad I don't live in the L.A. area, like, because I would love to see this all transpire. Oh. Where Where are you located? Which state? In Michigan. Oh, in Michigan. Okay. Mm. Yep. Also the EST. So. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, there's, uh, a, there's a St. Ignace truck show. Michigan. <laughs> is it in Ypsilanti? This week, this weekend. Wait, is it, is it this weekend? I think it's like coming. I, I up, don't actually. know. It's coming. There, there's barely, there's not a lot exciting that happens here. I mean, exciting probably for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You just count the days till the next Kid Rock show. What are the, uh, <laughs> what do the normies get excited about over there? Yeah, what's life like in Michigan? Football, probably. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's football, but I don't watch football, so I mean, that's there's not really 
Hold on, what what do we have? We have the world's largest uh, Christmas store, which is in this little town called Frankenmuth, and like it's a that's like a big tourist hotspot because it's like a um, discount Bavarian sort of location. What does that mean? What it's, is discount Bavarian? I don't even know what full price Bavarian is. Discount Bavaria is Liechtenstein. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Take that. That's right, Liechtenstein. I said it. They've had it too good it's, for too long, those motherfuckers. It's, uh... It, it means it's, like... Because I've, I've heard, like, people from, like, actual uh, Bavaria or Germany or whatever say that it's, like, what the way Frankenmuth looks is basically the poor parts of Germany, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's authentic. Uh, so discount Bavaria. I mean, it, it looks cute. It looks nice. I mean, way too crowded in the um, winter time though. It's everybody wants to shop there. How's the uh, How's the uh, shrimp in Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't. I'm not a fan of shrimp, so I have no Jeez, real. We're outnumbered, Rob. I guess we won't be doing uh, shrimp off in uh, yeah. Frankenberg. Sad. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. Just not against to me. There's probably somebody you could have a shrimp off in here in Michigan. Okay. We'll try to get that together. What's the iconic food of Michigan? What would be the eating contest that we would have there? Motor oil. Uh, we have my favorite, my personal favorite is Blue Moon ice cream. Hmm. It's like this flavor that's only, that you can only find in the Midwest. Oh. Blue Moon like the beer? Or it's a different thing? No. It's like... It's like the blue part of Superman ice cream. I don't know like, what that is either. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so probably a very regional thing. What is the flavor of it? Is it like a blue raspberry? Ah, it's hard. It's hard to describe. It's like a, it's like um, a blue food coloring. Let me flavor. read you what the internet says. Yeah, read uh, the. The Chicago know. Tribune has described the ice cream as Smurf blue. Marshmallow mm-hmm. sweet and okay. tasting remarkably like Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles. Ooh, that does sound good. Can we get that here? Oh my god! No, it's it's like only in the Midwest. God damn it! So is that a? So you'd have to either come here, or if I ever by some miracle end up where you guys are at, I'll have to bring some. But it will melt on the on the trip. I'll have to export it. I'll bring a cooler. I don't okay, know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we do have like a Detroit style pizza place in Brooklyn now, so maybe they they need to start serving that kind of ice cream. Oh, there you go. I'll just talk to them. Petition it, just like hey, it's... I heard this is a thing. Ask, do, do they also have Fago there? Fago. I think we there's some department stores, uh, some grocery stores that have Fago in Brooklyn, right? Probably. Yeah. Do you know uh, uh, Fago? The company that owns Fago also owns La Croix. Really. Yeah, Ugh, I don't right. know that. I think I uh, have seen Fago around yeah, here. Yeah, I think I have mm-hmm. too. See, okay, that's that's interesting. It's like way, it's like way, like it's everywhere here. So yeah. could go into any store and get it here. So it's just the name. Yeah, so, it like, sounds like a slur. Yeah, it's I, I, it's it, it kind of does, but I mean, it's 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 like really good soda though. So what's your favorite flavor? <laughs> um. I, I, I do like the grape. I do like the grape flavor. That one's really good. Good purple flavoring. Yeah. <laughs> I get that purple drink. It's like, it's like, it's like nice and, uh, it's like nice and rich. Mm-hmm. So. 
First time Fago has been described as rich, I think. <laughs> rich as in like the flavor. Nobody yeah. drinks you're like you're like a Fago sommelier. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good vintage of this grape soda. <laughs> Connoisseur of uh, carbonated drinks. Yeah. Would you like your Fago shaken up or still? <laughs> I'd like my tap Fago. Rob's the top. Oh, top Fago. <laughs> that could be your your uh, character name when you do the uh, shrimp contest. Top Fago. Top Fago. The what did I say? Shredder of sautéed dishes. The shredder of sautéed dishes. <laughs> the. <laughs> no, coming down the Bubba Grove Shrimp Isle. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that old baby come on part. That was weird. Hailing from two separate countries on two <laughs> different continents. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. He yeah, ran. <laughs> He's Russian. <laughs> He's in a hurry. <laughs> the Calamari Slurper. The Ayatollah of Mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm into that. <laughs> The lip come to Robert Pelsbonnet! Maybe the bong ripping lip cunt? I want people to bring signs to this contest. Just no lip cunt sign, please. Noah, maybe you could re-upload the sign, that that heel sign that you brought to that one wrestling event (laughs) so people could copy it if they wanted to. The Shaw of Shrimpitude. Godstopper, what was his nickname? Godstopper, that his friend called it. I don't remember. Was but it I Crustacean mean... Sensation? Yes, Crustacean I Sensation. <laughs> the Chancellor of Chimichangas. <laughs> Will he have to add his own additional sort of nicknames to build up before he's announced? The... I feel like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have the Rob one. Stomper would be not really. <laughs> The Baron of Lobster Claw Terran. <laughs> wow. wow. That was good. Wow. Damn, Darren. The Baron of Damn Darren. <laughs> now I'm dying. Over what here. other 14th century feudal terms can the we The King. Of crabs. Okay, that's good. King of king crabs. Yeah. King crabs, okay. Yeah. The prince the of bo- prawns. The wielder of the crab leg tongs. <laughs> the high lord of being high. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough uh, pot nicknames. I, I, feel. Some, I was trying to focus on your food yeah. prowess. This isn't the a drug. Munchy master. Can I be that? Yeah. A master of munchies. Master of Munchies. I've never <laughs> gotten this, this far song? in the big yeah, show. Yeah. It's a really good song. The Surf of Turf. This song surf is of the slave. Uh, probably the largest disparity between quality of song and quality of wrestler <laughs> in wrestling history. Yeah. <laughs> Although the, I would say there's one challenger to that. That would be the Ultimate Warrior. Mm. The one the, for great songs for shitty wrestlers. Sadly, that song didn't have lyrics. Yeah, that's true. But this is so good. Yeah. It was just Speaking like generic, like, rock, hard rock. 
Oh, the Ultimate Warrior? Wait, yes, lovely? I was gonna say, have you guys seen slash heard that apparently The Rock is a fan of Disturbed? Is he? I believe that. Yeah, he's very... he, yeah, he posted it on Twitter not too long ago, and then like the official Disturbed Twitter uh, retweeted it, like, yeah, feel free to come out to our shows no. anytime. By the way, I didn't know this, but uh, the Ultimate Warriors theme has a name. What is it called? Unstable. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> very Jim Johnston-esque. Needs oh my was. god, so Disturbed, I guess The Rock was just You know, The Rock posts videos Of his workouts sometimes uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So Down With The Sickness was on In the background oh, boy. Mm -hmm. And Disturbed tweeted Pretty badass seeing The Rock Listening to our song Down With The Sickness uh -huh. For some <laughs> early morning inspiration Then a bunch of hashtags One of them being Hashtag The Rock A Disturbed One <laughs> and then The Rock responds I've been a disturbed one For quite some time boys Thank you for the motivation <laughs> Keep killing I'd be just as likely to believe That he that disturbed just paid him For some promotion He doesn't need that money though <laughs> But yeah. if they're throwing it at you like Why not Fair just enough. take it to make one tweet yeah. or whatever then you have to two, two or three tweets or three. At this point well, What does that cost? <laughs> oh, I got another one. Fifty thousand per. The Viscount of Volcano Vaping. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Yep. That's kind of gross. <laughs> Although I guess the rock and disturb makes sense. Maybe they could play his inauguration when he wins oh, the God. presidency. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I guess he's, he said he's not running in uh, 2020. He's too busy, but he's seriously considering 2024. Yeah, he's got to um, do the Jumanji sequel first. <laughs> that movie's doing really well. Uh, well. I'm saying there will probably be a sequel. Yeah. He'll probably need to do that. How, how hard could his version of presidenting be? I mean, you don't think he could still film movies? What do you mean? It'll be like... He'd be like, Kim Jong-un, what is your name? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then Kim Jong-un would be like, you got me. He's very charismatic. <laughs> I can't front. Angela Merkel. <laughs> it's Angela. Come on. Angela Merkel. Well, the Rock wouldn't know that, to be fair. Ang Angela no, Merkel, do you like pie? Oh, no. <laughs> but I don't understand what this has to do with any... Because The Rock loves, President Rock loves, Poontang Pie. <laughs> How did this ever get, like, grab him by the Poontang? Yeah. And then oh, he loses the election. He just gives her a rock bottom. Oh, so, my like, God. When Jake Tapper is interviewing him, he'll be like, Jake Tapper, shut your mouth. Here, put this Rock t-shirt over your face <laughs> while The Rock gives his State of the <laughs> Union address. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't like that Jake Zephyr was wearing a Roman Reigns yeah. shirt. Oh, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> you see, The Rock says this. The Rock says, the United States deficit is way too high. So The Rock says, we're going to have to take all the money away from the poors and give it to all the rich Republicans. You know what we're going to do with the, the entitlements for the poor? You know what we're going to do with your entitlements? We're going to make you shine them up real nice. <laughs> 
turn those entitlements sideways and shovel up your poor asses. See, The Rock. He's a Republican. The Rock is a man of the people. I assume. And The Rock knows what the people want. The Rock (laughs) knows that the people want The Rock to reduce the capital gains tax. (sighs) If you smell. (laughs) But The Rock is cooking. (laughs) 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 Wow, all right. Yeah, he's going to win. I guess he could just be like the next Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Makes sense. Is he really Republican, though, or are you just guessing? He uh, gave a speech at the RNC in, like, 2000, uh, 2000, 2002, 2004. Yeah. Do you want to keep going? Or are you it was 2004. Sure, let's, I'll, I'll cue it up. I recall Schwarzenegger giving a speech at the RNC in 2004. Yeah, that was me. He called uh, John Kerry an economic girly man, I recall. <laughs> Remember when they, 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 he was a flip-flopper, so all the people at the RNC had flip-flops that they, they yes. brought? Yes. Simpler so times. Gary, he was at the 2000 uh, convention. The Rock or the Schwarzenegger? Rock, the Rock. Okay. As one of tonight's speakers. He was probably just... Actually, Jack Ford this is an of, interview uh, before his speech. Took him, but he, I've got to tell you, I have no idea who this person was, but there's a swarm of people around the it Rock. It doesn't matter who I am. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not sure what kind of a chart we can get, but once he's done with uh, NBC, we'll turn him around. And- uh, rape or robbery or anything like that? What? Just, uh, like, we'll just talk about Mexicans. We now cut left to the Democratic response with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Rock, you want to cut entitlements? What? <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck the poor? What? <laughs> you see, Stone Cold Steve Austin don't stand for none of that stuff. None of that junk. <laughs> what would he say? Oh, oh trash. Don't stand for none of that trash. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Single week who, who we can reach out and, and touch and influence isn't necessarily, well, vote for the uh, Democratic candidate or the Republican candidate. As much as it is, just get out there and exercise your right to vote. Get out there and register to vote. And, uh, you know, in the voting booth, whether you're the billionaire or whether you're the garbage man, you're equal and your vote does count. Anyway, it's a pleasure seeing you. Thank Thanks you. For Appreciate it. One sexy Take man care. to the <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn around for just... I'm going to show you... Let's see sway votes towards the Republican candidate or the Democratic candidate, yeah. for that matter, as He's much not... as he is just here to... Thank God The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, weighed in Ladies on this election. I wouldn't have known what to do otherwise. The People's Superstar of the <laughs> World Wrestling Federation, The Rock. Gene doing that? No. And he gets his intro. Wow. He should have, but he didn't. Like, he just went up and talked as a normal person. Like, what's the point of hiring The Rock? He's got to go up there with the sunglasses. Well, did he get he does have the this? sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he's got to do the whole shtick. Let's see. Republicans mom, Republican moms love The Rock is a sign in the crowd. <laughs> the Rock says. The Rock get this straight. Okay, it is. He is doing it. You invited The Rock, the World Wrestling Federation champion, to speak at the Republican National Convention? What? Is he a heel or a face at this point? I'm guessing a face. No, was he? Well, I thought this was when he was movie star, 16. Rock. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. If The Rock didn't know any better, he'd say you might be trying to reach out to all The Rock's fans, the 14 million eligible voters who watch The Rock every single week. Wow, that's down to like 3 million now. That's yeah. crazy. Sick. Well, five if that's million. the case, then The Rock has two words for you. What? Suck it? 
Go vote. Vote Gore. <laughs> vote Nader. It's his fault. Thank you. Oh. Pussy. Also, honestly, I'm sure at this point he was just doing whatever Vince McMahon told him to do. And well, I remember this voted. Like, they had this big voting initiative in 2000, which I think was just kind of a PR spin campaign for them. We're like, look at how many people watch our program. Yeah. We want to get him out to vote. OK, so that wasn't so bad. Yeah. But I'm sure he's a Republican. I'm sure he know. leans conservative. He's like Why? center. Why are you sure about well, this? like, he's OK, rich? He's a yeah. he's a dumb guy and has a lot of money. Uh, I mean, I feel like he's, he's probably fiscally uh, concerned. He so he not. has vaguely uh, spoken in favor of Black Lives Matter. There you go. There you go. Or just oh, saying that the president thing. should listen to. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. He's kind of was he honest to say. But that. then he also said that Hulk Hogan was a great guy, not a racist. It's because he never called the Rock the N word to his face. Yeah, I think. Well, I think. You know, Hulk Hogan. Any, Hulk anyone, Hogan. Anyone who anyone who says that casually is a racist. But I understand someone who worked with Hulk Hogan and being their friend, getting his back. Like mm-hmm. they see the eighty percent of the time when he's not saying that. So like I can understand being more lenient on that. Yeah. That doesn't bother me as much. Also, like Don King says, Donald Trump isn't a racist. Right. Well, he but Don King Amorosa is a racist. Doesn't, yeah. Right. But Don like, King made a living exploiting black people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, lovely. We're gonna let you go. All right, we're done yeah. with you. Thank oh. you. Jeez. <laughs> Thank for you this for week, we'll have you call yeah. back next week. I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do. So. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Rob. I I slipped. It was an intense. Fucking hell, man. See, if if the caller's not Jim Florentine, you just treat him like shit. That's how it is now? Big timer? His no, Majesty just... of Mahi Mahi. <laughs> the Julius Caesar of Caesar Nugget Dipping Sauce. <laughs> the Cobbler of Corn. The Cobbler of Cobbler. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Jeez, Rob. Mm. 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 Let's listen to some voicemails. Oh, yes. We also have the one from last week that we didn't get to. Or email from that guy, Jerry. Do you remember that, Rob? No. <laughs> um, is the commander of Coriander anything? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Or is that too, like, that's more a spice than a food? Well, How do you feel about Coriander, Rob? I'll allow it. Oh, Thank well, you. I'm fine with it. All right. Go I'm ahead. not sure if we play this God Stumper one. Oh, boy. So I don't have a Facebook. Do so I still need to RSVP? No, you don't have to RSVP. Okay, here's one from Jay. What's up, LibCuntCast? Just kidding. This is Jack from the Bay Area. Uh, I wanted to... I'd been meaning to follow up. A couple weeks ago, you were talking about the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Judas Priest versus Bon Jovi. And 3D Hello. threw down a statement that Bon Jovi's early output was better than Def Leppard's early output. <laughs> And I just have to say, bullshit. Okay, fair. That's your <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, sure, they're talented. Oh, shit. Rob. God he, damn. He, he agrees with me. That's yeah. why I cut him off. But we're in the pocket of Big Bon Jovi. What's up? Hall of Fame, Judas Priest versus Bon Jovi. And 3D threw down a statement that Bon Jovi's early output was better than Def Leppard's early output. And I just have to say, bullshit. I, I don't know. I mean, sure, they're talented guys, but that was just glam rock all the way. At least the early Def Leppard stuff, high and dry, on through the night, and uh, Pyromania were fucking 
good hard rock metal albums. I didn't say I don't know. I don't good. know if I would say the same about Slippery When Wet or 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. I, I realize it's all objective. I just felt like I needed to speak Something. my piece. And also just um, mention that uh, Matt Harvey from Exhumed, he's got a trad metal project called Pounder, which I'm sure you've heard of, Rob. CCH they played Pounder? the uh, Show Your Scars Festival last weekend in L.A. with Nuclear Assault. Fudge Pounder. And uh, they did a cover of Def Leppard's Wasted, oh, which wow. reminded me of this. And it's, it's fucking killer. If you haven't heard it, you should bump a few minutes of it or, you know, a few seconds of it or whatever on uh, the show. It was um, the it's band on all over YouTube and Facebook. But uh, Def anyways, you guys make no. me laugh every week. Thanks so much. Love y'all. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Can I just say that that guy sounds like what Alex Jones probably sounded like when he was 14? <laughs> He's got sort of that kind of gravelly thing, but like not as dug in, not like decades of it. Like it's yes. just beginning. Dev Lever's the best band of all time. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Richie Sambor is a chaos actor. <laughs> It's all disinformation. <laughs> Death Leopard's on the uh, streaming services now, actually, yeah. this week. Mm. So that's nice. We're talking about sex, talking about pee-pee. He's so proper. Pee-pee. <laughs> pee-pee. Oh, we got, it. we got some Alex Jones. We're talking about sex, talking about pee-pee. What's your favorite uh, Death Leopard album, Sid? Probably Pyromania. That or Hysteria. Do you have a favorite song? <sighs> it's been a while since I've listened like on a regular basis, but photograph is probably. Is I mean, that a Nickelback song? <laughs> oh, it might be. But yeah, this is just it's so fucking good. Yeah, they're not the worst band in the world. This doesn't sound so different from pot, like the bigger hits of Death Leopard to me. This is one of their biggest hits. But I mean, like what, like he mentioned, like uh, like hysteria, like you know, pour some sugar on me yeah. era. This just sounds the same to me. This is a little bit less like bubblegum than the stuff. A little hysteria. bit, but it's really still very bubblegum. I I feel like it just holds up better to like repeat listenings in just the modern context than Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi just seems, feels a lot cornier now when you listen to that stuff than this does i listen i i'm the first person to say that like anything in the last like 25 years of bon jovi is awful so but even not, like you're not talking to a bon jovi stuff. fan no here. when i in the 80s i was way more of a bon jovi fan than a def leppard fan mm. but then as i got older i i turned okay that's fair oh whoa yeah, there you go see no one knows what's up Karaoke night, yeah. Live chaos. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, Rob's feeling this one. I listened to this stuff way too much when I was like nine years old. I just can't. It just makes me. It makes my skin crawl now. It's a good song. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disown it. Do a little medley. Sure. Just stop calling yourself a cowboy, dude from New Jersey. It's like uh, he Come just on. really was a fan of himself. It's a character. Oh, I don't dispute like that at re- all. Though I guess so was what's his face from Def Leppard. <laughs> but I forget the, his name. I, but that's also a song like from a perspective of a different but he, character. But he like really worked on that like cowboy. Like he did the Young Guns two soundtrack, and yeah. it was all. Isn't he in the movie? Yeah, he gets shot, shot at some point. The the shot. Yeah. What is this? 
Is that like super, like first album Bon Jovi? Yeah. This is Runaway. Put on the She's a Little Runaway. Yeah. Is that what this is? No. That's not. That's oh. it. Almost the same thing. Yeah. Similar. The synth. Dun dun. Making his way to the stripping contest <laughs> is the Kaiser of Kebab. Oh, very good. Mm. I've just been like thinking of like other regal words. You know what? Another thing that I think makes them sound super dated is the keyboards. Yeah, but, that's like such an right. '80s rock thing. I'm not saying it's not dated. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not like weak pastry for no, puff it's not bullshit. garbage. Yeah. It's just I, I, I don't feel it holds up. I, like if if this band came out today yeah. and early Def Leppard came out today, I feel like Def Leppard would be more successful. Yeah, I don't even think it's a matter of success or anything like that. I just think I was just the point I'm trying to make is that I feel like Bon Jovi became a lot worse over the course of time. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. That, I, well, sure. And I think a lot of people that weren't around then just dismissed them as their whole catalog is bullshit. It was just like the power ballad. Yes. Schlock. Right. Like yeah. aimed at 45-year-old no. no, women. Yeah. They definitely had a better period, but I feel like peak Def Leppard is better than peak That's Bunch fair. That's but fair. they both did have peaks. It's a, Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a, you know, I'll agree to disagree. I, I don't think you're like, you're wrong. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Well, this is the the next album. All right, can we get to the next voicemail and stop listening to Bon Jovi? Tico Torres on the line. That guy we saw at Nam. Yeah, (laughs) that was the best. (laughs) He was so bummed out. (laughs) You introduced him as Tico Torres. Oh, that was the best. It made me so happy. Hey, Metal Injection Livecast. This is Kyle. I just want to say that uh, I've never been a fan of wrestling but after listening to your show for almost a year now um i am totally obsessed with the iron sheik i've watched a ton (laughs) of videos about him i I just love the guy and every time i watch him i think of darren's impression (laughs) and i think i want to like start actually getting into wrestling so my question to you guys is like where would be a good place to start aside from the squared circle pit podcast um because i am definitely going to check that out but yeah, just wonder what you guys think about that. I would say anyway. Oh. Metal Injection Livecast number one. Everybody <laughs> else. Very good impression. Very good. Well done. Beautiful. I would say start at the Royal Rumble. It's next Sunday. You get a feel for basically all the wrestlers who are there, and then from there just keep watching. And my tip to you is what I told Noah when she first started getting into the wrestling, which is pay attention to the announcers. The the commentators because they're yeah because they're explaining all the storylines you would keep texting me like what is going on between this guy and this guy i'm like just listen to the announcer he's he's explaining it (laughs) now can i make a suggestion that not saying you're wrong or i'm right or anything like that sounds like start out with the second bon jovi album i think it would be (laughs) a good idea to maybe watch like 80s wrestling yeah i sort of thought that's what he was getting at like if you wanted to just Get a full feel oh. of wrestling, where to, not just if he wants to get in right now. Because I think if you turn mm. on a WWE show right now, you're going to turn it right the fuck off, yeah. and you won't be wrong. 
Because, like, I don't hardly make it through mm. any of those shows. Uh, not that you shouldn't watch the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is always interesting. And they have two Royal Rumbles this year, right? What yeah. That mean? For, for the men and the women. They have one for the they women. They have enough female wrestlers that they could do a whole Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, no. They're probably going to import women, right? Well, from their development. Oh, development? So, or are they going to bring in, like, Lita or something? Yeah, a little bit of both. Okay. But, yeah. Sure. So, they'll, you know, maybe Beth Phoenix. Maybe she's, she's commentary on the mix match. And, show. Is she? Oh, by the way, I watched that shit. I could not get through five minutes of that match. Really? I so thought it was bad. so great. I, I really did not enjoyed enjoy it. it. I, I did really not. Enjoy First it. of all, it started like it just with a cold open. Like it just said yeah. mix match challenge, and they're like standing in front of the ring. Well, I think it's a work in progress because they've never done a Facebook Live stream oh. of the wrestling. Oh well, before, I watched so. it on the network, so I didn't. Oh, it's on the network. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize it's that. on there. But I guess that's what that's why I didn't realize. That. Yeah, yeah, it's optimized for Facebook. Okay, uh, but it was fun. I liked the interactions between all the wrestlers. The, mm-hmm. But anyway, we don't have to get to the specifics of it. Right. So for the '80s, maybe WrestleMania three. Mm-hmm. That seems like a, a pretty. Pivotal... Is there like a best of WrestleMania DVD set you could get or something? Or DVD, DVDs aren't still a thing. There, I don't know. there has to be a best There's of WrestleMania. Be. Well, that get the like, WWE yeah. Network and watch the vault. Like, just go yeah. through all the yeah. old things. Like, they have, you know, weekly shows like Primetime Wrestling and all that stuff. So yeah. you'll see all the storylines building up. And but it's it would, not just WWE stuff on there. It's the, you get the WCW too, right? Yeah. Kyle, are, are you still on the line here? Is this Kyle? Yeah, I'm still here. No, oh, so here, we could just talk to you about are it. Are you the one that called us about wrestling? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, uh, like I said, my voicemail. I love the Iron Sheik, and I think of Darren every time I hear his impression, and like the the drama between like him and um, like Jim Brunson. <laughs> and uh, one of the, yeah, like I, I don't know. I've just been watching YouTube videos like him on uh, Howard Stern show. Like I've been watching a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, those so, are good. Or he I have a, on a buddy that I actually met at an Amon Amar <laughs> show, and he is the one that's been trying to get me into wrestling, and I've always said no. But after listening to your show, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll give it a try. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, like he could totally guide you, and yeah. you could tell him kind of what the wrestlers you want to see are. I really like the. Um, uh, Randy Savage and Elizabeth years and like some of like the yeah, dramas that fun. they had. Do you think you'd be more interested in like watching, you know, eighties, nineties wrestling or what's going on now? I'm actually wondering the same thing myself because I don't know if like you guys think that things were a lot cooler like then in the eighties or if things like I, I don't even The wrestling is better now. Wrestling. That's the thing. Well let me I agree with what Rob's saying, but with a caveat. Like I think the athleticism is yeah. way better now. Off the charts. Like mm-hmm. things people used to do as finishers are like, you know, rest holds in wrestling now. But but I feel like the match storytelling was way better at 30 years yeah. ago. It's basically like to talk about music and say that the people are way better at playing guitar now, but are way worse at songwriting. That's exactly the perfect yeah. analogy. Yeah. Uh, but, Mick, you know, I would say get your feet wet looking at old stuff, like search out the Iron Sheik, yeah. search out like old Hulk Hogan, there were Randy Savage feud and... 
That's a great one. Look up the Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan feud. Yeah. From the eight, like late 80s, 87, or 88 or so. Randy Savage. It's a, yeah, 88 to 89. Yeah. Randy Savage, Ric Flair. Yes. Yeah. Was great. Randy Savage anybody at that point. Yeah, Randy Savage. Pretty and uh, see if your friend is watching the Royal Roomba. And if he is, uh, see if you can come over to his house. Because that's a good show to also watch with a few people. It's yeah. A it's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. the can only. I come over to your house, Rob? Mm. I unfortunately will be flying back from Nam that yeah. night, so yeah. I, I shan't be doing oh, it at a gathering. It. Hey, that I, reminds me, you guys are in New York, but you have a California phone number. What's up with that? Uh, it's just the number the service that we use for our switchboard gave us. Yeah, we don't get a choice. We had a what was our number before? Was it a six four six number? Yes, six four six nine two nine one three five seven. Wow, there you go. So yeah, it's just it was just random. Are you a are you a West Coaster, Kyle? No, I'm in Michigan, just like... Oh, you're in Michigan, oh, right. Oh. Talking to her. I wish I could be friends with her. Shrimp what eating day? contest. Yeah. Lovely versus Kyle. Yeah. Shrimp eating contest. Well, Superman ice cream. Now we know that there's two people in Michigan yeah. that listen to the show, so maybe we will take a trip yeah. out there. Oh, maybe you could, ice cream. Maybe you could uh, carpool and go to the L.A. event. Yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Drive cross-country. Save costs. If you leave now, you'd probably get there just yeah. in time. Yeah. Sure. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> I will be on the plane also when the Royal Rumble is happening. Mm. Or probably waiting to go on the plane. I'm not sure what time it is. but Something like that. Okay. Alrighty. Well, Kyle, we'll put you back on hold because we got more voicemails. Wait, one more thing. Okay. How many? Uh, <laughs> no, we'll be nice. Oh, God damn it. I didn't mean to say Go that. ahead. We'll let you say it. Yeah, we'll yeah. be nice. Uh, we'll be nice. Um, Darren, how come you're not a part of the Squared Circle Pit? I I've been to be on it. That. I've been on it. I've been on one episode. Oh well, you should be on every episode because I love you. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. I, we always want to do it like and when we get mom, together. I just listened to my first episode today. Like, uh-huh. You sounded. I was expecting like something similar to the Metal Injection livecast, and then I listened to the Squared Circle Pit for the first time today. You sounded super professional. So good on you, man. Oh, thank oh, you. It's kind of a backhanded compliment. You sound really better than on this bootleg ass show. Know, I come off great in what you just said. So I say you thank you. You act like yourself on the Metal Injection live yeah. cast but in a squared circle pit you sounded like you were trying to add kind of like a serious kind of thing but it it, it sounded really professional to me I, well so. thank you I, I do agree with that i'm making a joke i don't really think it's an insult i think this no, is no. a more informal setting yeah. yeah yeah i thought you meant the sound quality oh no i got oh, heat no, oh, no way now, no, now no. that i understand what you're saying i'm, I'm uh which know. episode did you listen to i'm just curious number one uh, I just downloaded the most recent with the guy from Skeleton Witch. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was talking about New Japan, which, I mean, if you want to get uh, into modern wrestling, that's I feel like great. You need an entry point before. But, yeah, but it, it is really like diving into, like, for example, getting into a grindcore without ever <laughs> <laughs> listening to, like, hardcore or, you know, knowing a reference point. So it's a little more advanced watching. Uh, there's some fun episodes of, of the Squared Circle Pit. The ones with, like, more famous people... We were less nerdy because they aren't necessarily as big a wrestling fan <laughs> in most cases. So it's a broader conversation. Maybe you could get The Rock now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so big on the Disturbed. He's a big Disturbed. Maybe you could get David Rain. Yeah, I never hear you guys talk about The Rock. Are you, are you a fan of his like wrestling or not really? Uh, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But. <laughs> we're fans of his mic skills at yeah. the very least. He was an okay wrestler. Yeah. Now, if he were to wrestle now, I would not be a fan of it because he's not good at it. Because it's just. Oh, 
<laughs> but at the time, he was pretty good. I liked him when he was, you know, during his prime. The, the charisma and the comedy made up for it. He yeah, was great I, because of that. He but he also wrestler. he became a good enough wrestler yeah. to get the story over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what matters to me the most. Like you don't have to be like even Hulk Hogan did that. Like when he was when he's before he stopped giving a shit. Like, yeah. Around the mid nineties, he kind of packed it in, and then he coasted for like another ten years. Uh, but when he was at the top of his game, he w- he was the best there was at doing a promo and charisma-wise and, a- yeah. and whatever, selling out an audience. And then he'd have the match, and the match was good enough to sell the match. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a jabroni. Yeah. No good piece of shit. <laughs> Tomato. Fuck! It's tomato. It's just amazing to think back to a time when a leg drop could be a finishing move for the number yeah. one guy in the company. Yeah. And it killed him. It killed his back doing all those. Wow. Yeah, and his hips. His coccyx. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's because he had all that uh, chicken parm beforehand. Yes. <laughs> he felt like a fucking pig. Oh, my God. Imagine the hernias he's had. It wasn't authentic chicken parm. Oh. <laughs> Was that what he says in the sex tape? Remember he says he just oh, yeah. ate yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. I feel like a pig. I feel like such a fat pig, brother. <laughs> oh, I, I think we so played. We played. <laughs> that sex yeah. tape is nowhere to be found on the internet, but we have some audio on an old episode, there I believe. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, you can hear it in our archives. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Well, it hasn't been scrubbed. A teaser for the future. Bubba the Love Sponge's uh, former producer is putting out a book, and he will come by the show and oh. he talks like he he is he the one that set up the hidden camera? He was there when all that happened. Yeah, yeah. he has and he, a, he addresses has a all of it in his So book. that should be exciting. He has a production credit on yeah. the sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so we'll get all of it in just a couple of weeks, maybe one or two months. Cool. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, you know something, brother. <laughs> My distended belly is so oh. huge, dude. <laughs> oh. It reminds me of Andre when I slammed that big old nasty giant, brother. I've got to go slam that toilet with a few heavy oh. turds, dude. <laughs> That's the feel kind of giant. Speaking of, you're playing drops on my Well, head. you know something, brother. The Hulkster forgot to take his Prilosec, and now I got some acid <laughs> <laughs> reflex, brother. <laughs> and I... Br- Burping it up. I've been coughing up chunks of Italian food for four and a half hours, dude. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody has a Zantac, the hoaxer would really appreciate it, brother. (laughs) Uh, I was listening to a podcast with Jim Johnson, and he actually said that this wasn't originally written for Hulk. Oh, no. Who's he he said... Corporal Kirshner. It was originally written for some team. <laughs> he couldn't think of the team. He said it was written for some tag team, but it didn't work out. I'm pretty sure the team he meant was the U.S. Express. Oh, Barry Windham. Barry Windham yeah. and uh, uh, IRS. What was his uh, name? Uh, Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda, thank you. Not the Can-Am connection? Not the Can-Am. Bray, Bray Wyatt's father, as he's better known. Yeah, now. the U.S. Express. So... They left right after WrestleMania one, and so that's when he started using it. Did they leave? Yeah. Or did they? Oh, okay. I thought they or got. So, or I think uh, maybe Barry Windham got injured, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to WCW." Something I, like that. Yeah. I thought it was later that Mike Rotundo went over there. It was definitely right. They were on WrestleMania one. They lost to Sheik and uh, Nikolai, yeah. Yeah. and then they were gone. Yeah, they were gone after. Okay. That, so. My timeline a little mixed up. 
Then later he became uh, VK Wall Street. Oh, yeah. God. So <laughs> bad. That was... All right. So he was IRS. Yeah. In, and then... He goes he, to WCW. He goes to and they copy IRS, but he's VK. It's supposed to be like Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, God. So he's VK Wall Street. Wow. Because IRS is copyrighted by WWE. Right. So they're like, oh, what How could be a copyrighted goof? acronym that already existed? Well, within wrestling. Oh. Erwin R. Scheister Erwin was R. probably. Scheister, right, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they could have named him something else with those initials and said IRS. Or is it just mm. the just the concept is trademarked? Yeah, like I think the Using con- IRS as a wrestler is yeah. trademarked. I believe that's what Like, they're is. allowed to say, the like, oh, I got audited by the IRS on the right. air, but they can't say, oh, that guy's name is IRS. Correct. Okay. They could have called him the tax man, and then he could have come out to the Beatles song. <laughs> Why didn't they just do that? Yeah, Microtondo. There wasn't, like, a whole, like, rights thing back then, because, like, the Steiner Brothers came out to, like, pop music. I like, think, but actual music it wasn't too long after that that they had to stop doing that. Oh, i believe okay. i believe they only got away with that for a little while because mm-hmm. ecw would always get like slapped with like c and d's for stuff like that right uh paul Heyman talked about it and he said the reason he got away with it was because the royalty for just playing something in an arena was much lower than playing it on tv so he never actually fed the music through the tv mm-hmm. Sound. He was just capturing the arena uh, sound. I thought he got in trouble with those. He might have gotten with some yeah. of them, but that's. He said that. I don't know if he said that to me or in some interview. He said it. Oh, big shot. <laughs> I remember. He, well, I did. I talked to him and Brock Lesnar for three minutes yeah. a few years ago. And uh, Brock Lesnar had a shit-eating grin on his face the whole time. Well, uh, I mean, I think I told the story on the show. He was getting asked the dumbest questions, and then I was like, "Hey, man, I'm not going to ask you about wrestling. I'm not going to ask you about Conor McGregor. I'm Thank just going to, yeah, I'm just going to. I just want to talk to you about music. I know you like metal, and so we did it. And I asked one question to Paul Heyman, and then two to Brock Lesnar, and he was having a good time. And then I was like running off because they were shooing everybody because everyone was being so annoying. And he puts his paw, and he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "What?" He touched you. Yeah, and he goes. Good interview, and he sticks his paw out for a handshake. I shook his hand, and we're best buddies now. We're going hunting tomorrow. Meanwhile, he wanted to kill me and Roland, because Roland was wearing gym shorts, remember? Uh, Oh, that's right. (laughs) Wow. Very unprofessional. Only Brock Lesnar can wear gym shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's working. Yeah. Well, he was in a blazer and, like, jeans and cowboy Yeah, everyone was dressed up a little bit. I was in a t-shirt, but I had pants on. (laughs) I had jeans. Yeah. Kyle, we hear some background noise. We're putting you back on hold, bub. I already heard him flush a fucking toilet. Now you're complaining about it. Say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have two more voicemails, one of which is incredible. I'm going to save that for the last one. All right, here's one from Jonathan. Hey, Livecast crew. It is Jonathan from Texas. Uh, Just wanted to call and say hey. And uh, let you guys know I had an excellent time last weekend seeing a COC with Black Label Society. Um, their new material is great. They played a lot of great stuff off uh, Deliverance, Wise Blood, and uh, uh, America's Volume Dealer. So nice. all the great stuff since Pepper's been with them and more. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Devin, who uh, encouraged me to to not leave after COC was done and wait and actually watch uh, Black Label Society. I'm really glad that I did. Every, they both put on an awesome show. There? So I know no, this I isn't an talked about it for beforehand for this tour, but uh, for anybody that are coming to your town, I'd highly recommend you checking them out. Anyway, as always, thanks for what you guys do. Take care. Talk to you later. 
great update. But he didn't say anything about whether or not the shirt with the Raba's face got any Yeah, he attention. wore the Raba shirt. Did anyone point that's, it out? That, that's what I wanted to know. But that's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you stayed for Black Label. I wonder how many uh, extra guitar squeals Zach Wilde threw into the set. One. A lot. And uh, actually, uh, Zach Wilde has been sick. He's been canceling some shows, so you're lucky you were able to catch it. What's he got? Uh, I don't think they said, but it was. Uh, they might have been the flu, actually. The herp? No. Oh, he. I'm sure he has that too, but he's. <laughs> oh, come on. He's probably used to dealing with that. A little, yeah. Yeah. A little strong outbreak. It's, it's yeah. treatable. Yeah. Got the Ghana. <laughs> I, I was just wondering why Jonathan said COC, but he didn't say BLS. Yeah. Well, he might be mistaken for WBLS, the great hip hop <laughs> yeah. station. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> He doesn't get that reference. Nobody gets it. <laughs> that was just the little hip hop station, and yeah. uh, and now it's an oldies hip hop, like R and B oldies. Yeah, oh, okay. Seventies and eighties R and B. A lot of Luther. Oh, nice. A lot of Isleys. When we were kids, my... yeah. When we were kids, it was contemporary R and B, and then at night for four hour block, they would play hip hop. Mm. And they had Mr. Magic. Remember? Oh, Mr. yes. Magic. All I know about Mr. Magic is the reference in the one Nas song. Oh yeah, I no. Used he, to have it. I miss Mr. Magic. It was great. He would like do, it, like he would basically DJ, not just spin records, but he would like cut them up okay. and stuff. I used to tape it and play it back oh, on my little cassettes. Nice. Yeah. All right, we got one more voicemail. Brace yourselves, folks. Oh boy. Hello, live cast crew. This is Ken Pias here. I wanted to give my Yelp review of the new COC album, No Cross, what a No coincidence. Crown. As you may already know, this album marks the return of Peppa Keenan to the band, whose <laughs> awesome vocals feel like a warm pair of knock-around shorts coming out of the dryer. It just feels so good to have him back. And the awesome heavy riffs, heavier than an uncut block of provolone cheese, <laughs> quite satisfying, and I'll ripple throughout the album. Overall, this is an excellent offering from this band, and I have to say that excellent queen cover that they do for the final track of son and daughter well it's like a, a refreshing kiss on the neck of a jewish princess if you know what i mean oh <laughs> anyway well i believe i've said too much thank you all for what you do i have to say you inspire ken pierce me myself more than anything else please keep up the good work Farewell. Uh, Can uh, I just say the one g dead giveaway that that wasn't actually Ken Pierce is when he said, "I believe I've said too much." No, yeah, <laughs> I don't no. think Ken has ever <laughs> had that kind of reflective that. moment. But you not only got the voice right, but <laughs> the writing style is spot yeah. on too. That pompous, you know, I'm lecturing you about this thing mm -hmm. that you're never going to go to, yeah. this McDonald's on Third Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's at the Republican National Convention. <laughs> that was just wonderful, Ken. We hope to hear from you soon. If you want to leave a voicemail, you can do so at any time throughout the week. You go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. Scroll down. There's a speak pipe widget. You should be able to record directly on the website from your mobile phone or computer if you have a mic on your laptop or whatnot. And if you don't want to do that, you can always email us hate mail and metalinjection.net. You can also record a voice memo with your phone and email us the voice memo. Technology is crazy. Add us on social media. We post every single day, and that's where you'll be able to see 
my big shrimp eating contest this coming Saturday. I'm going to try to do a Facebook Live. If the service isn't good, I'll just record it and post it immediately what after. What service isn't good? You're like in like a normal neighborhood. Well, everybody it's, has service. But if it's really busy, it might be or there might be, you know, we might be in a part of the restaurant where there's interference. Have you never gotten service at a restaurant? You don't know. My yeah, battery might be dead. Who knows? We'll ask them for the Wi-Fi password. We'll say it's a big event. <laughs> well, we're going to post it on our Facebook, facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. And, of course, we tweet as well, twitter.com slash MI Livecast. I'm on Twitter as Rob Injection. Noah is Noah Injection. Sid tweets as Bland Injection. He is a hate machine. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at our regular day and time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I'm going to be coming back from Nam, and uh, it'll be the day before Noah and I leave for our big cruise. So we'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We hope you join us. Till then, let's let's have a little pie. Mm. I where I was. I realized French talk was lame. Second row, Mrs. Feinstein's class.